Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. It's more possible for LSU to get in. No, it's not. That's more possible. LSU has two losses. They're not getting in. No two loss team has ever gotten in. But yet they're high. They're ranked higher than well, Tulane. Then this, because, then this Cinderella team, in Tulane, that you keep talking about. They would have. To, yes, okay. that matters. LSU that matters. Have, LSU would have to beat Georgia. Okay, I understand that, but that matters. The fact that they are in the SEC and Tulane is not matters. Tulane can get into the top twelve when they when they expand to twelve. They're seventeenth in the country, and you're talking about them getting up to four as if there's an op- there's an opportunity for them to play against the top three. They're not playing yeah. against the top three. Michigan has. To, let me finish my hypothesis. Michigan has to lose to Nebraska. Ohio State has to lose to Indiana. That will definitely drop both of them out of two and three. Tennessee loses this weekend. Oregon wins out, so Oregon ends up being two. Georgia wins out, so Oregon, Georgia ends up being one. TCU wins out, they end up being three. And Tulane wins out, and they end up being number four. Because they will have beaten K-State, who's going to win out the rest of their games. Uh, Notre Dame's going to win out the rest of their games. And if Notre Dame does that, they'll beat USC at the end of the season before they go and play the Pac-12 title game. So even if UFC wins, even if USC wins that, they won't be out, they won't get in because they don't really think of the Pac-12 that good anyway. Because Oregon's 8-1 and one and they got shellacked by Georgia. And the one power team, the one power conference team that Tulane played was, you know, K-State. And K-State has a lot of quality wins. Mm. So mm-hmm. by, beating, by, beating, by beating everybody in the AAC, by beating Houston... Mm-hmm. I so mean, they lost to a Southern Miss team, which is kind of fluky. But if they beat US, UCF, who's ranked, if they beat SMU, and they beat Cincinnati, those are the three best teams in the AAC, aside from themselves. And then they go back on and they win the conference title. You just need a lot of losses from the Power Five. Mm. Not so just the Power Five. For them. No, 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 no. Not just Power if Five. If loses and Notre in Dame wins to, out, it makes it possible. Ace. And Michigan in addition, has to lose. In addition to the 12 teams currently in front of them. It's not like they're sixth. LSU's not going to make it in. There's no possible way. It's but they but Tulane is not in sixth. Tulane is in sixteenth, seventeenth. That's not. That's they're not close. If just because they're eight and one, just because they're eight and one, North Carolina loses this week, right? Ace. Yeah. It's a lot of ifs. There's three games left for everyone. You you there are three three games left for everybody. Yeah. There are three games left for everybody. This is a committee that you already know mm-hmm. favors power con- power five conferences. Yes, if Tulane had run the favors, table, they'd still be in like 10. I understand. Exactly. Favors power five conferences and favors undefeated teams. The only way that mm-hmm. a non-power five conference is getting into the top four mm-hmm. is by being undefeated. Tulane's not undefeated. Nebraska. They've already got a loss. Nebraska just has to beat Michigan. That's all. What is Nebraska? I, I, because I know Nebraska's my, three and six. My and so next door neighbor, my next door neighbor's son plays for Nebraska, and every time he goes to the game, he tells me how sorry they are. Nebraska <laughs> fired their coach in week two. 
That's Nebraska not fired, fired their coach after, after or week three. After Anthony week three, they fired their head coach. Scott Frost. They are, yeah, they are not there. Scott, Scott Frost. Scott Frost, who was a who was Nebraska native, like he was the prodigal son. Uh, they, yeah, it's that's yeah, like, two and four. That's 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 like Indian. That's like Indianapolis firing uh firing firing Jeff Saturday after week thirteen. Okay, seriously, that's that's this is what this, this is the equivalent to this. Okay, so hey man, you're telling I'm me they this. got a chance. You're telling me. Hey, All right, chance. All right. What was the guy's hey, name in Dumb and, What was the guy's name in Dumb and Dumber? Because that's that's mm-hmm. that's who that's who you're acting like right now. I, think I can't it's, remember what uh, uh, Jim Carrey's name was. And yes, Lloyd. was it Lloyd? Lloyd, yeah. All right, I'm gonna call you one Lloyd the, for the rest of for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Lloyd. One of the great <laughs> characters of uh, movie history. Oh man, crazier things have happened, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have a they have a small home loss to you know Southern Miss. Who's I mean, look, this is, it's you know what this is a, this is a betting show. So if you believe it. Put your mate, put your put your money on it. The odds on TCU winning the national championship have to be like five thousand to one, if not more. I mean, not TCU. At, TCU is, I think, twenty five to one. On Tulane, it's got to be like ten thousand to one, maybe down to a thousand. That, that so means you need you, to make a call of mattress Mac. <laughs> make a call of mattress Mac. We'll get him on it. So he if Ace is right, w- w- if Ace becomes right about this, should he be called Ma- the new mattress Mac of this show? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Ace. If Ace is right about idiots. this, if Ace is right about this and put some money on it, he's not gonna be on this show anymore. He, <laughs> will, be, he will take his winnings and move to you know Turks and Caicos and uh, you know and be done with all of us. <laughs> be done with us peasants. Uh, it'll be a real background beach background instead of that um fake one that he's having right there. That if you First of all, this background is real, sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ace will create his own sports book. That's basically what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a that would be kind of a trend. <laughs> that really would. Ace's sports book. I'd set but all no. kind of crazy lines and have all types of uh props and teaser cards, which are the worst things you could possibly play in a casino. To anyone <laughs> listening to this, if you ever go to Vegas or Atlantic City or any actual physical casino and they give you a teaser card, do not play it. It is so unlikely that you will hit that. There's a better chance of you, you know, matching four numbers on the Powerball ticket. Than hitting one of those like where you have to pick five or six games and hit that parlay, it's that's insane. Dang. I did the NFL and college one where I picked fourteen games. I hit all seven of the college games, missed it on one NFL game, went thirteen and one, yeah. and yeah. didn't win nothing. Exactly, they just took my dollars. <laughs> it's like thank you for playing. Try again. I won <laughs> my individual bets on the college games, but I lost. On the, all the NFL parlays, that one team screwed me. And you know who that one team was? The Bears? No, no. Goddamn Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I don't know why you bet on those goddamn Jets. No, because they can't just do <laughs> nah, The Jets did what they were supposed to do. The Jets lost. This was 2012. The Jets was pretty sorry. Oh, yeah, they're supposed to lose then. Yeah. All right. So Jeff Saturday got hired with no, oh, I'm sorry, with only uh, high school coaching experience down in Georgia. But Did you actually pretty... intro the show yet? Do you... <laughs> no, we don't need to intro the show. We're not doing okay, it. My cool. dad does no, the so, so, Oh, welcome to the podcast. And, uh, I'm Ace. Uh, no, do that. My dad recorded an intro from me. I don't know about the rest of y'all. They don't know who y'all are by now. Introduce yourselves. Let's get to it. Yeah, oh, wow. So we don't we don't get we don't get no credits or nothing like that. Your dad just did something else on the side. He knew us for all these years. And I, he didn't... 
Did, did you listen to the show? I I kind of did, but yeah. I kind of don't listen to the intros because you know because I don't like your welcome to the podcast. I'm uh, you know welcome yeah. to the Uptown Parlay <laughs> podcast. We got Ant, Ace, Malik, and Levon is still here somehow, and he muted himself as usual. He keeps getting invited. He's gonna keep showing up. (laughs) I I muted myself so you guys could, so everybody could get a chance to speak. You wouldn't hear the background noise. He keeps showing up like Brown Man from the fifth floor. (laughs) When he's gonna pop in, but he in here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vaughn. I know you have a whole book on uh, Jeff Saturday getting hired. Oh yes, I gotta say, what's your what's your freezing cold take? Uh, my take on a man getting a job, congratulations, in this economy and this, this land of turnover and, and uncertainty. I mean, he's a former player, and he was on TV. I mean, people get elected to office with those type of credentials, so why can't he coach an NFL team? I mean, the Colts are not good. He's just an interim coach. If he does well, maybe they give him a chance next season. If he doesn't? Then they fire him and they move on. I so, mean, I don't. That's my take on it. So what you're telling me is, is that you have no problem with him getting this job? None at all. I don't. I have no problem. I don't know Jeff Saturday. None of us do. We don't no. know. He seems like a super nice guy. I like him on TV. Yeah, we we don't lie. know his qualifications just because he's never I know coached. He knows in... more about X's and O's than I do, but <laughs> just because yeah. he's never coached in the Pee Wees or. Or he high coached, or college, no, or, he coached or in high school. He was a high school a, football coach for the past three years. Well, I mean, then, then what's the problem? He's played in the league, which not a lot of people are, have done. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm very serious. It's the same reason why everybody made fun of the Nets when they hired uh, Jason Kidd right off of the Knicks. That didn't go so well, did it? I mean, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that he's not. No, no. That doesn't mean he's not qualified. I mean, you got coaches who were ex. Look at um Urban Meyer. He was he was a, a train wreck. It has nothing yes, to do with but with Urban that. Meyer was a head coach in college, and he was yeah, a really but that's good what, one, so that's, that's why they gave him a chance. But that's what I'm trying to say. So he had all his college coaching experience at that yeah. level. He won national championships, but he was a train wreck trying to lead men. You don't know who's going to be good at what job based off of. Uh, track record. I know that sounds crazy, but it doesn't no. translate. Look at um the guy that just got fired at Carolina. He was a you know a good assistant coach with the Giants. He was a good coach in college with whatever mm-hmm. team that was he was there. Temple and Baylor. But he, yeah, and but he sucked as a head coach. He was he had a losing record in his first what he never two, had a quarterback. Two and a half seasons. And there go the excuses. Listen, we can make excuses all day. Oh, wow. it's, okay. It's just, you know, I think we shouldn't um throw shade at that man for getting a chance. To, to coach an NFL team. I mean, plus, we don't know him. We don't know what kind of leader he is or what kind of leader he might be. I'm not doubting the leadership. The leadership seems to be, in all honesty, like the fact that he was a player in the NFL for 14. I appreciated his press conference. It was the most honest thing I've ever seen from anybody who got a job. It's like, exactly. Oh, I might be great at this. I might be terrible. Who knows? We'll find out. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. But I'm not going to back down. Yeah, I can respect that, you know? But I'm, I'm so we'll see. Right. I mean, it's co- it's it's coaching football, man. I mean, I like it's how, so wait. So I want I want to ask you one question before I move on to Ant or Malik. So when Joe who's Joe Judge got fired last year, right? Mm-hmm. So when Joe Judge got fired, they said, "Hey, Carl Banks, what you doing?" 
I need you to come in and coach the Giants for the rest of the year. Let's do it. I mean, I don't know. Carl, to you? I listen to Carl Banks probably more than you do. He has a wealth of NFL football knowledge. He's won no. Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. He's been yeah. coached by Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah. Some of that stuff might have rubbed off on him. I would I would take to him just like I took to Brian Dable when he got the, the job, you know? Okay. Just we'll see. I just right. that's just my honest opinion, man. Yeah. Malik, when they fire uh Dan Campbell eventually for not developing a quarterback or not, you know, getting the team together past the I don't know. I assume the Lions are gonna win six games this year, which is a huge improvement from last season. And the year before that, if they end up firing him in year four or five and they go, hey, Herman Moore, what you doing? And he just pops up off this. No, actually, Darren Orlovsky, what you doing? You want to come be the head coach of the Detroit Lions? What do you say? Well, I mean, either one of those situations would make sense. I mean, we know that Dan is. um, He he wants to get into coaching. He has said it before. Um, That's definitely something that's been on his radar. Um, and Herman Moore, similar to Jeff Saturday, has been a consultant for the Lions for the last, you know, few years um, and, and was part of the the hire to bring in Dan Campbell. He was part of the process of uh, interviewing and, and identifying the next the, the, the head coach of the Lions who's currently there. And to LeVon's point, it's, I, you know, the hiring of Dan Campbell and the hiring of Jeff Saturday are not you know, they're not that far apart from one another. Campbell had been a coach at the NFL level, but he, and he was an assistant head coach for, uh, for the saints during his time there. That's markedly different. And he was a tight, he was a tight ends coach, but he had had no, he had had no head coaching experience. He was the interim coach of the Miami dolphins when they fired Joe, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He'd had, he'd had some, he'd had that, 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 but his level of understanding and his level of uh, experience, you know, head coaching a team, head coaching an NFL football team was limited to say the least. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't expected to be, he wasn't expected to be the coach. There were a lot of other names that were floated around at the time. And then he got the job. So, you know, they're not that, I'm saying they're not that far off from each other. And to LeVon's point, there's no way you, you can't say by simply, by simply saying that he's not, he's never coached before, you can't say that that means that that is not the precursor to say, you know, that uh, he won't be able to be a good coach in the NFL. That said, um, I wish Here any job in the world, any job in the world, no, 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 LeVon, seriously. Here it comes. Any, any job in the entire United States, if you got a job today and someone came to you and asked you, about how you feel about the job that you just got. And your answer was, could go good, could go bad. We'll see. That does not, that does not exude confidence in, in, in from your from the company and from the people in the person that they just hired. Mm. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is the guy basically said, you know, I've got a can-do attitude and I'm not gonna give up. I may suck at this thing. I don't know. I have no clue. But he's about to walk into a locker room of grown men who are playing this game and who want to win, who expect to win and expect to perform at a high level. What, regardless of what happened with Frank Wright and what situations, you know, and circumstances led to him being fired, 
you're talking about a room full of men who are prideful, who believe that they can win and win at a high level and win a division. And he's about to walk into that room with no experience, with no, and and with pretty much an, uh, a, a, you know, a confidence. I'm sure he's confident in his ability to do it, but he's got to show it. And the reality of the situation is that I don't think a lot of a lot of what people are complaining about is not that Jeff Saturday was hired. It's that other candidates were not even considered as you know candidates for the role. Candidates of color, candidate white candidates, like other coaches in the coaching ranks that have experience that have done this, they were not even considered. And that's why I don't think that it has, I don't think that the hiring of Jeff Saturday has anything to do with football in the sense of. Indianapolis winning football games. I think that this hiring has more to do with putting a, a face that the fans like in seats, you know, in, in a position of, in a position of where visibility makes sense to them. And I think from a Colts perspective, this is about talent evaluation. We're not going anywhere. Let's get, let's bring this guy in. He's a part of this organization. He's been a part of this organization for a while. He can tell us who's good, who's not. He can do the scouting. He can he can he can evaluate the team and evaluate the roster from that level. And if we win three games in the midst of it, great. He's going to be the interim. He's not going to be the long term coach. I I would be so whatever the odds are on that on, on Jeff Saturday getting hired, getting a full time gig, getting hired, take them, take the money, like bet to it now, okay. you know. Um, because right. that's not happening for me. So that's what Anthony. I got to say. And yeah. New York football jets starts going bad next season. They fire Robert Sala. Yeah, that ain't happening. They go ring of honor. Who are we bringing out? The Brickishaw Ferguson. You want to coach? We need you to clean this up. <laughs> it's week 10. Bring us on home, big fella. What do you got to say? I'm going to say, hell no, but. This is a different situation altogether. I know you put um bringing up players that, from our prospective teams and stuff like that. It makes no damn dang on sense on that on that point. But Jeff Saturday, he might he's definitely as a coach. He's actually trying to learn as a coach. You got you got to look at that point of view, and you also got to look at the point of view at the owner. The owner actually knows who Jeff Saturday actually is and what he was doing behind the scenes. So the owners, people don't see this all the time because, you know, they don't film practices in, you know, in the summertime or whatever like that. The owners are actually around and stuff like that around those times. So they know that certain players might quite inspire to be coaches. So they might learn from these other coaches and stuff like that. Jeff Santa is not going to be going. I don't think Jeff Santa is going to go out there and say, join up X and O plays or join, you know, for offensive defense or whatever like that. He's just going to get his two peoples, his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator, and manage them what to actually do. And that's the way I think he might actually succeed. And that's the experiment that I believe that the Colts as a as a whole is going with right now. They want to see what type of man this guy is, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not, and it's not going to be the X's old part. Like I said, it's like he's oh. going to know the he knows the game situations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because as far as being a player and stuff like that, so he knows game situations, clock management, and all that stuff like that. That's what they, this is like Malik was saying. This is basically evaluation. I think it's evaluation of the, the players. This is also evaluation of the coaches that is still around. And this is also evaluation of just Saturday before the other pools of candidates that's going to be coming next year. Gotcha. If they like, if they like what he's doing, 
you know, they're gonna keep they're gonna they're gonna take off that interim tag. If not, you know, they're just gonna send them back to this high school thing and have a good day, whatever. You know, we'll we go back we, to ESPN, we, yeah. Right, go back to ESPN, have a good day. You know, we got our first round pick and we're gonna get our quarterback and you know start this all over again with whatever coach that comes out. That that's a, that's what it is. And they had no excuses. No fan, the fans is not gonna go after them or anything like that. I was I was laughing at that at first. It sounded like a joke, but more time I think about it, this actually is a good smart ass smart move because the thing is that it actually it it, quite, it takes a little pressure off the organization and buys some time, and they can actually get they can actually get the first round pick, get their quarterback, and move on. Wow, you guys have a lot more faith in this than I do. I, I mean, about I don't, I don't, no, I don't like, think I was showing faith. In, but well, no, he thinks that's a crazy idea. But Levon and Anthony are treating this like you know he deserves an audition and a right to be good or it's, bad with everybody it, else. The thing is that yeah. I didn't say nothing about deserve. I'm just saying this oh, is just an experiment. That's true. Well, no, it's an this experiment. Is, this is an experiment. And it doesn't, right, just an experiment. It doesn't matter the how you get the only... opportunity. It's it's what you do with it right. when you mm. get it. Mm. Right. This is this is just an experiment. And the, and the owner's perspective of this, this is, keeps away the, the the fans. This will keep away the media from quite throwing the you know rain to fire or whatever, or whatever comes to <laughs> rain to fire. Yeah, that, but that's I, basically gonna I mean... happen. Actually, no, it's <laughs> making everybody question it more because people are like, so they're just hiring but, people but, up for TV but, now with no experience? But but the thing is that but they, what's the, what's the experience? I don't I don't understand what what if what Tony qualifications Dungy, do like you have said, to have? If he said Tony to Dungy, coach in NFL, what what do you need to coach? Having, having coached at any level in the NFL before is that written nope. down someplace? Is that no, written no, no, down no. someplace? It's not a rule. It's not a rule. Yo, and all you know, real talk. Like the Bears could fire the head coach tomorrow, Matt Eberflus, and say, "Hey, Ace, we need you to come in and finish up the season." Like. They can hire anyone. They just don't ever do that. Never in the history of the NFL like, have they ever hired a former so wait, player with right. no coaching experience. So let's just say the only that. person so, who's ever the only person who's ever made a move where they made themselves the coach was George Hallis, the founder of the NFL. Who was like, I bought the team some coaching with no team. coaching experience. No, no, no. So, they like, never be head kind coach. Of wrong, though. They do never hire coaches with coach. no experience, but not head coach. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, right. head coaches, it's, but it's never been the head coach. Or assistants. Yeah, so, they move them up. Yeah. So somebody, so somebody who, I don't know, starts to coach a high school football team in his previous job, he was a store manager at a department, like a croak. And then his kid goes to high school. And he knows a little bit about football because maybe he played JV or, or varsity football somewhere. And okay. instead of managing at the grocery store, his, his kid's coach is like, hey, I need an assistant. Come and coach. So that guy is OK with no previous coaching experience because of the level of competition. But an NFL starting player who has played college, who has played pro, who has been to the playoffs, who has won Super Bowls, who has been coached mm-hmm. by a Hall of Fame coach, who has played with a Hall of Fame quarterback and other Hall of Fame players and knows the game. Yeah. We want to question his qualifications because he wasn't that guy who started at a high school and, and was an assistant coach and then went on to coach a little college and then a bigger college and a bigger college and assistant in the NFL. I mean, what are we talking about? You don't even have to do all that. I just, have, but that's if but Jeff that's why people are questioning. If, if Jeff Saturday, usually no, usually this is what happens. And wait, I when, want to make one other point. One other point, ahead. real quick, um, about other people. I I heard something like this today, and it was on ESPN. And Stephen A. Smith said that something about the Rooney Rule. Then he cleaned it up, cleaned it up, and he said it would have been nice if some people of color, because of their color, 
I'm I'm saying is he didn't say it because of that color, but because of the Rooney rule, they should get a chance to to get an opportunity, even as an interim coach, even though the Rooney rule doesn't apply to that. And it had me thinking about who's the Dolphins' former coach? Was that guy? Uh, Flores. Brian and it had me thinking about Brian, Brian Flores and his whole lawsuit because he was interviewed and he felt like the interview didn't have merit because he was just being interviewed because of his call and he wasn't really being considered. And here you got people on TV saying that people should be given the chance to interview as interim coaches based off that. And it just so, seems like a backwards, slippery. That's something totally different, but I just wanted to bring it up. I just really wanted to bring that up. So you just wanted to take us off topic. Thank you. No, well, no, it's no, a but, relevant so topic. It's, it's no, relevant. I think it's I think it's a relevant topic. But so regardless of regardless of color, and I'm not I'm not going at colors. I know people are going to color, and I don't necessarily agree with the the dead on, you know, taking it directly to. Well, you know, coaches of color don't get these opportunities, and so on and so forth. Oh no, they do. They a, usually are the interim coach. <clears throat> what What I'm saying is like, and, and honestly, like we're watching a team where a coach of color got the interim tag after Matt Rule got fired. So, not to say you can't say that it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is an expectation that that you, in order to get one of these 32 jobs in the entire, you know in the entire world, there is an expectation that you got to pay your dues. You got to go through a, 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 you know, a particular path to get there. And that's what makes you, you know, worthy of, you know, consideration in the job. And so when you have people that have gone through all of these things, when you, when you look at a, a, a position on LinkedIn, and this is just, just normal, you know, like life stuff, right? If you looked at a position on LinkedIn for the director of technology, your expectation is not be, not because I have I have I've owned six computers in my life that I can be the director of technology at at a at a you know at IBM or or, or at Lenovo. You know what I mean? Like, so you would never reply to that. But the reality of the situation is that it, it you know there is when you when you put into a situation private owned a private owned company that can make any that can make these decisions that they want to make that can hide they can hire he can hire like you know jim mercy could have hired his son he could have hired his nephew he didn't matter he didn't have to hire jeff saturday he could have hired anybody he wanted to to be into this role he chose jeff saturday because for one reason or another he believes that whatever job whatever plan this team has that jeff saturday could do it and that Jeff Saturday can execute it. Mm. And he may be right. He may be completely right. And he, or he may be wrong. I don't think that matters. I think where, where, where the, the, the issue is lying across the board, black, white, whatever, is that it just doesn't seem like this situation, you know, followed a, you know, followed a standard of hiring practices that their expectation is that to get there, you'd have to be one of these people. And so just to get the chance to be an interim coach for mm-hmm. six weeks, that gives you that that gives you another, you know, another strike on your resume for you to then take to the next potential head coaching opportunity, a full on head coaching opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so the fact of the matter is, is a lot of coaches out there that would have loved the chance to do that, to get that, that boost. And they're not going to get it now. And the, and the reason that they're not, get, they're not getting it is, is because of, 
whatever, whatever plan that Jim Irsay has. And we know that Jim Irsay, you know, that's he's a wild boy. Okay, he does what he wants to do. Him and Jerry Jones, they do, they 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 kind of wild boys. They do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, so again, it's no knock to Saturday specifically, no knock to what he's gonna do, what he's gonna accomplish. I don't think they're gonna do much of anything, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you know, but it's it's saying like, you know, come on, like, damn, <laughs> like I probably couldn't get a call, like, like, like just a phone call to be like, hey, look, are you interested? Like, damn. The role was the role was posted on role was posted on LinkedIn on Saturday, and by Monday the shit was taken by the dude by by your by your cousin. Like, like, what was mm-hmm. the point? What was the point? So that's that's where that to me, that's where that's coming from. And that's where a lot of the angst is, <clears throat> is headed. The thing is that we're just looking at it from the outside, in my opinion, is that they basically um, Indianapolis is doing exactly the same thing that Texas was trying to do last year and the year before with Josh McCown. Get the guy in, has no experience, whatever, and then you see where it goes from there. If he makes it, he makes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You know, but at least he has that experience added on. You know, and, you know, we hooked, we hooked, we hooked our boy up. But to that point, <laughs> no, no, no. Ant, but to that me, point, Ant, they let, didn't let me, do it. Let me get and the reason why they it. didn't, they could have done it. And the reason why they didn't do it is because of the backlash that they got from fans, from media, and from pretty much everybody else saying, if you hire Josh McCown when you 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 fired David Cully and then you hired, you, you know, you, you're going to fire Lovey Smith, like all like, you know, proven coaches in this thing to hire Josh McCown for for what? Just because you like the guy. That's the reason why they didn't do it. That's the reason why they didn't hire him. They didn't go this route. Jim Irsay is yeah. just not them. He's, yeah. he's, he does what he wants to do. This isn't a color thing. This is the fact that usually when you hire an interim head coach, it's it's a person who's already on the team, much like with um, Las Vegas Raiders last year. I believe mm-hmm. he was like either special teams coordinator. Yeah, he's special teams. In Carolina so this they, year. They took him and made him the head coach, and they were like, let's get through the rest of the season. He got them through the playoffs and did not get hired. So the idea that you get hired from being the interim head coach is very rare. So it's not a race thing with me. It's the fact that usually they don't go outside to make an interim coach head coach hire. They usually elevate one of the assistants or who's a special coordinator or something like that. And just to point this out, Gus Bradley's a defense coordinator, former head coach. Um, and John Fox is a senior defensive assistant. John Fox has been the head coach of two separate teams. Now, he was bad with the Bears. Oh, three separate teams. The Bears, the Broncos, and the Carolina Panthers, who we got to the Super Bowl with Jake. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So if they just wanted to hire somebody to get them through the rest of the year, they could have said, hey, John Fox, um, help us out, get us through the end of the year. He said, let me hire this guy because I like him and he's in our ring of honor and maybe we'll keep the fans happy. I really or, think it, it, was, it wasn't deeper than that. Or, 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 it really or, wasn't or, deeper or, than that. Or, or, or it could be this, that they like everybody in the positions that they are right now, and they evaluated everything and said, you know what? It's not coaching. It's not, you know, the X's and O's. It's not what these guys are doing right here. It's a guy who's quite preaching the message. He's not getting through. He had all these quarterbacks or whatever. Let's remove him and get somebody who actually maybe, you know, can actually get through these grown men. Uh-huh. And that's all they might think that they might need. Uh-huh. They might not need him for, for quite being a good, great coach or whatever. They might just need him for, to you know, basically get through these guys' heads and, you know, bring things forward through that way. I would it agree with that. that. I would agree with that, except for the fact that they fired the offensive coordinator the week before they fired the head coach. So if they believed it wasn't the X's and O's, they never would have fired the offensive coordinator. 
But he, the offensive coordinator is the guy. What's the name? Matt Rule? Well, not Matt Rule. Um, Wrights or whatever. He was offensive yeah. court. He was offensive coach anyway, and that's his boy. No, no, no. I'm talking right. about the Indianapolis Colts. So right, I'm just saying the offensive coordinator. Right. But but the, before the you fire the head coach, that means you were really trying to find a no. reason. But not the thing to is, that offensive coordinator and the head coach are ba they basically offensive guys. They must. They obviously told. Something. What's his name? Was an oh, offensive guy, right? Okay, I get what you're saying, Frank. Right. Wright. Yeah, he was right. the offensive so coordinator they, in Philly. Yes. Right. So they figured that you know, maybe Frank Wright, offensive coordinator, is something wrong with that. Let's move on from this. Let's get all. Let's. We got the new guy in here. The new guy looks like he he can run the offense. He might be do it a little bit better. All let's right. now get somebody who's in there who basically can motivate these men to challenge them and move and you know become push themselves to become better. It could be that, but we have to see how it goes. But right now, we're just tossing, we just tossing stones, or whatever, just to make it sound right. We're whatever. not tossing stones. I'm the only one who makes who thinks this is a wild decision. The rest of y'all are think, like, this makes perfect think, sense. No, to not really. Not hey, really. I'm, I'm, think I'm, this, one I'm the only one that's making it like this. Them two is like, this is bullshit. I think no. And Levon believe in the decision. I'm like, I'm just shocked that you would do that. Like, it, it takes extra effort to go outside and pick somebody. Just pick somebody who's there and finish out the season. I'm I think you make better. a. I think you make a good. Am I mute? I'm sorry. No, no, no I can no, hear you. you. Can you, can hear you. Uh, I think Ace makes a good point. I didn't think about that. It's a good point. The interim coach is usually somebody in house. I didn't think about this, but I think that Saturday might actually have a really good shot at keeping that job. I really do. I don't think if that's a good point. The interim coach really is somebody you bring from in house to hold the fort and get you through a failed season very rarely are you going to fire your coach if your season isn't lost i think the colts are probably next to the raiders the most disappointing team in the league this year tampa. so i think no tampa's still in it Tell that I to mean, the we, former browns coach kitchens you know the tampa just tampa's still technically in it. i don't think anyone yeah. believes unless they can catch the titans which is very true but the colts with the quarterback situation changing quarterbacks investing in Matt washed up Ryan as is, but uh, with the running back injured, did he play last week? He didn't play last week, did he? No, he did, no, but he had, no, he didn't. Josh, he didn't. Yeah. Taylor was out. I mean, that's out. a it's a lost season firing the coach. I think Saturday, I think Ursay did this thinking that Saturday is his pick, even for next year. I mean, he must like something about the guy and believe in him that he thinks he can lead men. Coaching is more about leading men than all the X's and O's and all this other stuff. The only it's thing about you need to do is getting, that's basically going to my point I was saying before. It's about getting like grown yeah. men to follow you and believe in what you're doing and get them to believe in themselves. Not everybody can do that. Bill Belichick is good at doing that. Parcells is great at doing that. Mike Tomlin is great at doing that. I don't think any of those guys are X's and O's guys. Those guys are just great leaders Belichick and, and motivators. Remember, Adam, Adam Gates was a great He's still the defensive coordinator. Like he, I'm, he still essentially runs the defense of the Patriots, and he'll come up with an offensive game plan. I'm like not saying football has changed a whole heck of a lot, Ace, but I don't mm -hmm. think Belichick is the mm -hmm. defensive genius of 2022 like he was back in 1987. Right. Times change, the game changes, rules change. Belichick is good at managing the football team. 
That's what his 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 okay. skill set is. The agree. CEO I agree of your football team. That guy knows all the, the end, rules, and he's always pushing the play. But like he's always coach is supposed rules, to know that kind so. of stuff. Yeah, rules, yeah. management, clock management, who right. who put button pushing that type of stuff. But it's not like who's who's a defensive genius in the league. It's such an offensive league now. That's all we talk about. I can't even think of who's a defensive genius in the league now. Like mm. Dean Pease. Uh, Wink Martindale. What are we talking most about? Of, most of the defensive geniuses are, are, are coordinators now. Oh, if you want to, if you want to include Frazier, Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier. But, you, but say? You, could, you could put Todd Bowles in there, but you know, Todd Bowles. Look at Todd. Todd Bowles is terrible as a head coach. Terrible. It's obvious now. Look at him. <laughs> it's his fault they lose. It, 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 in the in the end though, doesn't look good. Yes. In the end mm-hmm. though, for Saturday, the job is going to be. To Levon, to your point, I think the job itself is is going is is a relatively simple one in in that in that he doesn't he doesn't have to build his own staff, he doesn't have to go through a training camp. Well, he kind of needs to hand, hire an offense coordinator. No, 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 he's already hired a play caller. Um, he's already hired somebody who's going to call the plays. I believe they, they, they so they're not going to have an offense coordinator. They've already they, they announced that after he was hired. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know. Oh, if, so they just promoted they hired that kid a play to OC. All right. Yeah, they 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 yeah, hired him to, to play to do the play calling. But what I'm saying is like so, you know, the role that he's gonna play is likely going to be some somewhere along what LeVon was saying. You know, if what you're seeing on this team, from Ursay to the fans, if what people are seeing on this Colts team is that this Colts team lacks motivation, this Colts team lacks, you know, the drive, the effort that they see, you know, if Saturday can come and bring that to them while he learns how to be, how to do the X's and O's, then this works, right? Then this, this is just, you know, this, Mm -hmm. this works. And then eventually you can, you know, you can mold, mold him uh-huh. Because he can learn the technical side. The book knowledge is not the book knowledge can be learned. Look at okay. Mike Vrabel. You know, and but and but you know, good luck playing, good luck playing against Bill Belichick because he knows mm. he has 30 yeah. years of book knowledge exactly. over you. And so you're probably gonna lose to him every time you play him, but you're not gonna play him that often, you know. So, <laughs> you know, there's there's always there's levels to it when it comes to that, when it comes to that 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 knowledge, and he has to get it over time, just like any coach that's coming into the situation has well, to get it over time. Yeah, but look at like Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel. Um, Dan Campbell, like you said, a more accurate comparison would be the fact that Dan Campbell got the interim job at Miami, mm-hmm. not the fact that he got the head coaching job, but he got the interim job at Miami with very little to no coaching experience at all. Okay. Right. But they gave it to him because what? He exuded coaching qualities of leadership, motivation. Those are more than X's and O's to me. I mean, you get a lot of smart coaches who know X's and O's, but they can't lead a Adam team working down. Adam, Adam Gase. Adam Gase. It's a ton of them that can't yeah, leave. Worth Gase don't know can't Adam Gase it. don't know an X from an O. He don't know an X from an O. He's, he's right. um, I'm not worried about right. it. Gonna, he, he, he knew we'll the default to Peyton Manning. That's what he knew. We are gonna, <laughs> yeah, he was a quarterback whisperer somehow. And that's quarterback whisperer. Colts are going to lose move. a lot of games, and Jim Irsay is going to drink a lot of brandy. Yep. But he's going to be happy when he gets yeah. his first-round quarterback pick. We are going to move on to the college football playoff games, or not college football playoff games, but the games that matter in the college football playoffs. Alabama at Mississippi. Mississippi's 8-1. and one. If they went out, they will go to the SEC title game for the first time in I don't know how long. I'm guessing probably since the 90s. Alabama is giving 11.5 points to Mississippi. Lane Kiffin playing his former boss. 
Who do y'all got? Malik. Georgia. Mm. I don't think it matters, Ace. It doesn't matter who wins anything on the west side of the on the west side of the bracket. It's going to yeah. be Georgia, and that's it. Nobody's beating Georgia in the so SEC. So second SEC team can't get in from the west. No, Mississippi no, can't win out. It's not happening. SEC title. No, 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 All not right. happening. Not happening. It doesn't so matter. It, it doesn't. It does not matter, Ace. I, look, I I love your I love your enthusiasm. I love it. I I love your enthusiasm <laughs> for like trying to find somebody on the other side of a Georgia <laughs> bracket to win something. But I've watched I've watched enough Georgia games. Mm-hmm. I watched enough SEC games. I've watched all my, all the LSU games, and truth be told, like there is no. I mean, as much as the committee, you know, the committee wants to get two yeah. SEC teams into yeah. into contention. They're not good enough, and Georgia is going to the 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 beating that Georgia is going to put on that other team, mm-hmm. whoever that other team happens to be, mm-hmm. is going to completely disqualify them from being into the playoff. It's that's that's it. They're going to beat them by that much. They're going to beat the brakes off of them, and then that will okay. be and that'll be it. And that'll that'll just be like okay, none of this team can't make it, right? Got it. So the the most interesting thing to me is whether or not Ohio State or Michigan are able to get in after one of them loses in the big game against, you know, between those two, because that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Where, where both of those teams have made it. One of those teams is right. That's, that's the most interesting storyline to me. I think TCU is going to get in because they're going to win out. You do. Georgia's going to be number one. And, you know, um, because I've looked at TCU schedule. Nobody's nobody there's nobody there that scares you. Well, they're playing at Texas this week and they're getting seven points. And yeah, t- Texas took Alabama to the to the point at home where the TCU has to go play. And Alabama barely got out with a victory. If TCU beats Texas, they're they're in. They're not, okay. I don't think they're gonna lose they're any. They're not games. gonna lose any more games. So so the real question to me is they, about... they do hate Texas, so I do I do think they're gonna win. But they haven't beat Texas so... in a while, right? Uh, I want to say they TCU? beat them two. I want to say they beat them two years ago when Texas was having a pretty bad year when they went like seven and five with Tom Herman in his last mm. season. So that's that's the major story for me right now at this point is Ohio. Well, what State about Michigan. Oregon? Oregon's an interesting story, but when but the Pac twelve the Pac Pac twelve is getting to the, the every time the Pac twelve team gets into the gets into the playoff they get smoked. No, not so, true. So Oregon won a game with uh. And America. then they got smoked. Yeah, you're counting the national title <laughs> so, game. I'm, I'm talking about when they're in there. They smoked not, Oklahoma like, to get there. Oh, you got to win a game to get to the national title game. And then they like play against the SEC team. Yeah. Pac-12, Pac-12 teams against SEC they teams is not going to work. They got smoked. Ohio State, I can't remember. This will get. This will come down to... So know, Oregon's as, not getting in. Oregon might get in if they if they get in they'll get in over TCU or they'll get in over Michigan or Ohio State. I don't think they're going right to do playing, anything. They're going to be at home this weekend playing Washington. That game's on at seven. The TCU Texas game is also on at seven. So the TCU the TCU there are game no good is interesting. Day games, actually, the TCU game is interesting. I want to see I want to see how they all play out. But I mean anybody you know yeah. and I and I live I live in Georgia now. Yeah. If you're watching this team play. They are so much better than everybody else. It's not fair. It's not fair any, how much how better they receivers, are. receivers, but yeah, at every other position, they're just better than their man in front of them. <laughs> so, and they lost five starters to the NFL. Like five guys off their defense went in the first round of the NFL the draft, and right. they're totally fine. 
<laughs> so I mean, it's not, it's, it's not even. We'll close. see. We'll see. Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart got them boys balling, and you know the fall of uh, Nick Saban is real. At least this season. The the only reason why this is the most interesting year is because there's finally some parity in that Alabama and Clemson won't be in it. And I think if you go back and listen to our old podcast episodes two years ago, we didn't talk so much college. I was picking random college games because we knew that they were going to be in it, and they were. So now that we know that Clemson and Alabama aren't going to be in there, the other three teams aside from Georgia, you're telling me don't matter. And I don't know. This Oregon team is completely different. Bo Nix might win the Heisman. They're eight and one. That one loss is only to Georgia. So maybe they come back and avenge the loss. Maybe I'm. Dreaming. It doesn't matter. I mean, like right right now, this Georgia thing, just, just watching Georgia play this mm. season, it feels like Mike Tyson in the early '90s, in the '80s, in the early '90s. It literally feels like that. The, the other team comes into the ring, feels like they could, they could do something, talks a big game, first round knocked out, done. We're out of here. We're moving on to the next thing. Everybody that's what got it a feels plan like. It's just in the face. <laughs> exactly. Quote, that's it. Loves to say it. Face. That's it. That's that's it. That's like it. The only thing over, they ever remember over, Mike Tyson saying. That's true. Everybody so, goes. So, so right. we'll something off brand, off topic here. Well, you are the wild card. So go ahead. I like to see Georgia versus the Carolina Panthers because you know the Falcons gonna suck tonight. Thirty-three. I want to see Georgia face them right now. That'll make a better game than this. I want to see Tulane get in. That's what I want to see. Oh my god! Because I'm rooting for chaos. Uh, then watch that. I want to see Tulane, UNC, and Michigan to get in. Oregon loses this week, and then Oregon beats USC. You like chaos? Watch the watch the Knicks if you like chaos. When it gets to the 12 team playoff, you'll get that. When it gets to the 12 team playoff, you'll get that. With the 12 team playoff, the G5 automatically gets. Hold on, that's not chaos. That's mad. That's a madhouse. (laughs) Same thing. All right, we are moving on to the NFL Week 10 games. We got 10 games for Week 10 that have not been yet been played. First game played in Germany. Which We're gonna end is... that stuff. I'm tired of going to Europe already. You <laughs> yeah, are you not can. on a plane. You know, traveling it. Sick of Europe. Shoot. What do you mean you're sick of Europe? What did Europe ever do to you? you do do I feel like I don't know? I don't know. Feel I, like waking up at eight o'clock in the morning just to watch. Some I like game. the fact that you don't have that early. Bridges the gap, and I, I don't, don't. To listen to a bunch of talking heads. Before football starts. You mean you don't want to listen to Rich Eisen before the game gets going? Oh, Rich. Rich eyes and I like it's the rest of them. He's calling the, the game. No, I mean I like the the game and the fact it's on at nine. And by the time it's done, we move right into the one o'clock games versus getting up at like eight and having to watch a whole bunch of so, pregame. So madness. what you're saying is you want the NFL to be like college football in that you want a game at noon, three thirty, seven thirty, ten p.m. I mean it's close to that already, but yeah, you know I just don't like all of the projections and the I opinions want to wake up and now. start seeing football on my eyeballs immediately. It's like nine, yeah, nine thirty. Nine thirty is I want to set up my fantasy lineup first, you know, and think about things. Oh, I was I don't think. And you're killing me with these receipts. Every time I see your little backdrop, it's, it's, it's tickling yeah, me. Man. Brady Quinn, the New York Jets will go on nine to start the season. Two king of receipts, right there. <laughs> Real petty with that. Oh my god. 
We got Seattle at Tampa Bay. Did we even call that game yet? Did we pick it? <laughs> just moved on. It's like, yeah, no, we go. who cares? What I'm saying what it is. We got Seattle at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is giving three points to Seattle because it's technically a home game. They oh. don't believe in Seattle traveling. Um, both teams had to take a seven or ten hour flight, I guess, from the West Coast. And Seattle's getting three. And the over-under is 44 and a half. Mm. LeVon, go ahead. Mm. Um, I still don't believe in Seattle. You know what, though? Even though they uh, beat your Giants? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was we were going to lose that game. My, my Giants have probably traveled more than any team in the league this year. Now, now he's giving me the travel excuse. Going to London. <laughs> giving me the travel excuse. Our bye week was super late. Nah, but they won fair and square. It was 13-13 with about 10 minutes left. So, you know, if they pulled away at home, they won. But, no, think about this real quick before I make my picks at this game. So, Russell Wilson, when he first came into the league, mm-hmm. everybody gave him a lot of credit, talked him up, and he was pretty much a system quarterback. It was run the ball, play good defense. Russ made some plays when he had to. Then when he started to break away from that and the team leaned more on his arm and his improvisation, things went sour. What is Geno Smith doing? Geno Smith, let them play defense, run the ball, make your throws when you got to, and all of a sudden his career is revitalized. I think it's Pete Carroll's system, and we should give him a lot of credit for making Russ look better than I guess he really was and now making Geno look better. Then he really is. I think this game is significant. Tampa Bay needs it, mm-hmm. and Seattle does not. So I'm I'm going to take the Buccaneers in this one. All right, thank you for that long-winded explanation. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's an analysis in these things. You know, it's a method to the madness. You got to soak it all in. Mm. Soak it up, Anthony. Thank you for uh, add some of your madness to the method. <laughs> it's always a method to the madness. Oh, but as far as my pick, since nobody's going to go, <laughs> um, I'm looking at both of these teams here. Tampa Bay does is going to be doing the least amount of traveling because they, you know, just got to fly over the, you know, the the little Atlantic over there. They'd be good. Seattle got to come all the way from their end, West Coast, East Coast, and then go over. Seattle's going to have a lot of tiredness. Tom Brady's, you know, is done with his marriage, his little marriage divorce debacle. So you, everybody's going to expect, you know, Tom Brady to keep on going. And I was actually expecting to go on that as well. But there's one thing, like Malik was saying, the early favorite before. Geno Smith should be early favorite for MVP. All these comeback for a player of the year. And then LeVon is right about that Um, when his, long, his explanation, there's a system, whatever. But give me Seattle on this one because, you know, they're actually running their system. They're on fire right now. I want to take Seattle. I want to take the over in this one. Seattle, in my opinion, is the more complete team. Uh, Seattle is the better team. And they're getting three points at a neutral side game where Tampa seems desperate. I don't think Tampa's going to find any answers. Seattle has a much younger team. Therefore, they're going to be the fresher team. And hungry. And the team is coming off of a bye. I think they have their bye week, both of them, after this. And it's not that Tom Brady isn't hitting people in the hands. They're kind of just dropping passes. So unless Julio Jones can pull out a Julio Jones game from, like, I don't know, 2018 to 2017. Yeah, that's not I happening. Don't see, yeah, exactly. I don't see how Tampa's going to all of a sudden find a run game. I don't see how they're all of a sudden going to be able to beat Seattle. And Kenneth Walker really is a problem. And the run defense for Tampa has been terrible the past couple of weeks. So Kenneth Walker, the third, is the main reason why I'm picking this. Mm. So give me Seattle, and I'm going to take the over. I don't think Seattle's defense is going to be able to shut down Tampa. 
but I think they're going to be able to, you know, 31-28, 31-24, Seattle should win. Go ahead, Malik. Um, so we've all gone long-winded on this one, so I'm not going to take too much. Tampa is uh, 0-6-1 in their last seven games against the spread. So they're not getting it done on that side, either as home, either as uh, favorites or or uh, underdogs. Um, Brady's running game, as you mentioned it, um, that he's not getting much help from the running game. He's not getting any help. Uh, Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay has the worst rush rush offense in the NFL. They are thirty second, um, so they're not running the ball. They've only gone over a hundred yards rushing as a team once this season. So this is not a team that runs the ball well, and which means that Brady's throwing it a lot more than than maybe he expected what he would have to do in his forty five with his forty five year old arm. Um, and when he does throw it, guys like Mike Will, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones, who were all supposed to be you know the receivers that you know would help uh, would help help him you know bridge the gap there, they're dropping passes on the other side. So it's not looking good for Tampa's offense. Um, I mean, Levon's right. Geno Smith is is playing in a in a system that's conducive to quarterbacks who um, don't make mistakes, who are athletic enough to extend plays with their feet, and don't make mistakes by you know throwing the ball away to the other team. If you keep your interceptions down, keep your turnovers down, Pete Carroll is going to you know put together a plan that's going to allow you to allow the defense to do what it needs to do and put you in a position to win games. Um, in you know late in late game situations, and he's and he knows the X's and O's. You know we mm-hmm. talked about this guy. He knows the X's and O's, and he knows how to put you in the right position at the end of the game. And that's why, if you're gonna play anything, you play Seattle. Take the under on this one. Um, I think the travel is gonna mean something um, uh, to to these teams at some point. I think all both of them traveled over there on Thursday, so um, you know expect the Bucks to have problems sustaining drives and putting up big points against this team. So I'm taking Seattle. I'm going with the under and I'm locking this in as my first best bet. All right. We are going to go back to Malik because next up we have the Chicago Bears hosting the Detroit Lions. I'm going to let him pick first. The Lions are getting three points on the road and the over-under is 48 points because neither of these teams usually play any defense except for last week with Detroit beating up on Green Bay. Go ahead, Malik. That doesn't really count because um, <laughs> I mean, no, not, not, it's their not, best not for nothing. performance all season. Not for nothing. Green Bay literally, I watched that game twice. Green Bay literally lost like everybody on their team. Like pretty much, they, I think they lost eight starters in the game uh, to injury wow. at one point or another. Um, so it was, it was kind of ridiculous. But um, look, I mean, Detroit still hasn't won a game on the road yet. Uh, under Dan Campbell, that still has not happened, and it's now um, almost two full seasons. Um, and the Bears, surprisingly, at three and six, are second place in this division. This tells you how bad this division is. Okay, <laughs> they are three and six. They are three and six. The Packers are three and six. Detroit's two and six, and Detroit is one game out of second place in this division. This is amazing. Okay, <laughs> amazing. All right. Well, second um, place ain't gonna get you into the playoffs, though. <laughs> no, it's not gonna get you anywhere near it. Uh, Chicago um, is, is funny. The Chicago is literally right in the middle. They're 21st in offense and 21st in defense. And they're actually, the, it, 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 the funny thing is like these two the teams are like the inverse. Team. Yeah, they're the inverse of one another. Let's, like the Bears are the number one rushing team and then 31st passing team. 
The Lions are the best team in the division in the first half, and they're the worst team in the division in the second half. The Ooh. Bears are the worst team in the division in the first half and the best team in the division in the second half. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen here. I like the points against the best team that lost their best pass rusher and the tackler. So I'm going to take Detroit in the under, but I have no faith in this pick. I'm not locking this in. This shit could go anywhere. And it really to me depends on what Justin Fields is going to be. If we get, if you guys get the Justin Fields that was there in Miami uh, last week, you guys could beat the brakes off of, off of the Lions, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a shock. But if the Lions can play some ball, if these young guys can make some tackles and make some plays out there, uh, I think this game stays close, and I'm going to take Detroit and the under. All right. I'm going to be taking Chicago and the over. Um, there will be Big no shock. defense played. <laughs> Chicago Bears are going to barely win this game. Somehow, I do think that they will cover. If this game ends up being a push, much like the Chicago, um, much like the game last week with like three games that were pushes last week, which was insane. Um, if Chicago wins this game by exactly three points, at like somehow 31-28, 34-21, whatever, I won't be shocked. I, there, Justin Fields is probably going to – he had three touchdown passes. People are like, we need to see him throw more. He got down to the 10-yard line, had to only throw a 10-yard. 10-yard pass was the longest touchdown pass he threw because he kept running basically inside the 20 every single time. So if you do that, then I guess you don't really have to throw any deep passes. So maybe that's Chicago's plan. We're just going to run it into the 20. We're going to run some play action. You're going to have to honor it. And then we're just going to throw it in the end zone. And that's a pretty good formula because it worked. So Miami's defense isn't terrible because they stopped Buffalo. Maybe when they came to Chicago, we're like, we're just going to do enough to win. And they did stop them in the fourth quarter from scoring. So I'm assuming Detroit's defense isn't as good. As long as Chicago doesn't have eight starters go out, they should be okay. So I'm taking the Bears. Go ahead, LaFon. I'm going to save my talk time for another game um this is a this game doesn't matter it only moves the needle for lions and bears fans across the country so, uh, so i'll take i'll take the bears all right and who do you got well um chicago's actually look like the coaches look, look finally look like they actually care about justin fields they actually working him more into using his legs. They got quite the GM actually went over and actually got Justin Fields a weapon in Claypool. While the Lions, I'm still scratching my head. I don't know if Malik still scratching his head about this. Got rid of their tight end. Fucking great or very good tight end, too. I don't know why they got rid of him for. That's what that's one less weapon for Detroit, one more weapon for, for the Bears. And quite how things are changing around for um for Justin Fields, and he's actually becoming a weapon in this offense. Uh-huh. Give me the Bears in this one. I'm taking the Bears, and I'm going to take the under in this one. All right. Not only Thanks. did the, not only did the Lions get rid of their tight end in the in the in the ensuing game after getting rid of Hawkinson, Jared Goff threw two touchdowns, both to tight ends. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't you can't make this shit up. Which shows mm-hmm. they didn't need Hawkinson. So good on you for getting that second round pick for him. Yeah. Whatever. We got the Cleveland Browns <laughs> going to the Miami Dolphins. The Browns are getting three and a half points on the road. The over-under is 49 and a half. I'm once again taking the over. This game doesn't matter, as neither of these teams, I don't believe, will be in the playoffs. Um, I Ooh. believe in Tua, but I don't believe they're going to win this game. Give me the Browns getting three and a half. This is my second lock of the week. You heard me. Browns what was your first, what was your first lock, Ace? 
Uh, Chicago. Did you lock Chicago? Okay. I did. <laughs> Cleveland can run the ball. Nick Chubb's going to have a huge game. If you have him in daily fantasy, there's a chance to play him. If you have him in your fantasy league, play him. You got to. He's a must start. Um, he's one of the best running backs in the league, and Miami can't stop the run. So let's go. Move on. That's good logic. Um, Cleveland is a hard team to to figure out. I think it's mostly because their um, their quarterback play is inconsistent because they do have probably one of the best running backs in football, if not the best. I like Chubb a lot. Um, I don't know, but I I, I kind of humph that the Miami's not making the playoffs. Miami's right there. I mean, they could still catch Buffalo. And win that division, which means they're making the playoffs. And um, maybe two or three teams from that division, Bills, Jets, and Dolphins, all make the playoffs because yeah, the West. Ahead of the Dolphins. Yeah, three teams because the South is terrible. Only one team is getting in there. Um, the West, maybe two. So I think three teams from both NFC and AFC East. But well, we're talking about a different podcast. Anyway, I think this is a close game with two two surprising teams this year and I don't know that's a tough one but I'm going to take the Dolphins because they're good and uh, they have a reason to win this game they got to keep pace in that division which is tough so I'll take the Dolphins into a All right and who do you got I'm going to take the Dolphins as well I'm going to take the Dolphins in the um in the over in this one I think this is going to actually be a good game to actually see. Miami is actually a good team. They just had a couple of hiccups and a couple of injuries and whatever like that. And see what, what they're actually going to do according to this um, second stint with two in it. But, you know, um, as far as for Cleveland, they're just counting down to the rapist comes back. But um, <laughs> give me Miami and give me the over in this one. Allegedly. Yeah, no, he's a rapist. Malik, get just, just like Rapinsburg from Pittsburgh. Allegedly. Malik, get ahead. Sexual assault. Um, not rape. Allegedly. Sexual Pleasure. misconduct or something? Yeah. Like that. But you, you can't just say rape. That's different. That's a different charge. Altogether. Allegedly. I'm not out here getting sued. No, I'm say, I'm, I'm Allegedly. That is right. He's I speak the truth. This. He's right. Allegedly. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Malik. I'm like BD speak. I'm like BDC, but I speak the truth. Okay. Get that mail, that letter in the mail so, from his representatives. <laughs> Um. Yeah, uh, Jalen Waddle and um, Tyreek Hill are just impossible. I watched. I told you, I got. I, I watched those guys play in that game against Detroit. And they're 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 faster than they're just, they're too fast. They're just too fast. They're at home. Is this game going to be? Is it? Is I would think the main question I would have for this game is: Is, is there going to be bad weather? Mm-hmm. If the weather is going to be good. And Miami's going to be able to get to play their speed, then I don't see a way that Cleveland stays stays with them on the points. I just don't see it. And you know, Cleveland can well, Cleveland can 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 sludge a game out. You know, Chubb is a great running back. He's my favorite running back in the NFL to watch right now. Um, well, he's second to Saquon. Okay, thank you. He's he's second to Saquon in terms of running backs that I, that I enjoy watching. Um, but I, I don't see the game script going Cleveland's way in Miami if the weather is good and two is cooking and, and he's getting the ball out to those receivers. And 82, 82 degrees, su- su- um, sunny weather. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be Miami, and, and I'll take the over because I think Miami's defense, while while Bradley Chubb looked good in that first game, I think it's going to take some time for him to get to any level of like you know uh, dominance or anything along those lines. Um, I think I think this game will get get to the over pretty easily, uh, and that's probably the best bet for me. But I'm taking Miami and the over. All right. Next up, we got Denver at Tennessee. I'm going to be taking Denver getting three points on the on the road. The over-under is the lowest of the week at 37 and a half. I am clearly taking the over. I would hammer that. I think that's the easiest bet all week. And LeVon, go ahead. Uh, I think this is an easy one. I'm taking Tennessee. They shouldn't have lost last week again to the Chiefs, who continue to get help. And I know this sounds bad, but who continue to get help from the Zebras every week I watch them. There seems to be a call that goes in their favor. I think at that goal line, they got at least three calls that went in their this favor. Game or last week's game. I'm, I just like to just make make you make like things known. Yeah, I like to complain. I'm a complain. Back in my day, I don't want you to stay up too late. I know you have get to get off up my late. lawn. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is my lock of the week. I, I lock in Tennessee. Their running game is legit. Um, is Tannehill back? Doesn't matter, no. I actually I don't believe it. Does, it, is. it does matter, actually. Well, in that case, I guess you should have looked up the injury report. If Tannehill is back, they definitely win. If he's not, they definitely win. Locking in Tennessee. I think Denver is a mistake. Wait, Thank so you. you're so what you're saying is you don't have any faith in Denver's defense? I have no faith in, in Denver at all. Um, I think that they are uh, anemic offense hmm. uh there's some injuries on that defense isn't the um the kid injured the the cornerback the junior isn't he hurt too patrick sertan i believe yeah. he's healthy okay now he's healthy i know he was injured i know that pass rusher they got 56 was injured too uh i just don't believe in denver and i've seen tennessee quite a few times they got a very good defense they held kansas city truly but like i said KC is one of those teams that gets the benefit of the flags and it helps them out a lot. But that team is really good defensively. They just are not flashy because they don't throw the ball over all over the place. But I will can. take a that's true, because they can't. They don't have the the talent at quarterback to do it. But I will take a fundamentally sound, well coached football team that's tough against a team that does not bring it every week and doesn't look as fundamentally sound. So I'll take the Titans. All right. Malik, go ahead. Um, Tannehill was a full go in practice, so it looks like he's gonna be back uh starting for the for the Titans. Um I do think if Tannehill plays and doesn't make any mistakes that they win that game in KC. Um he's just a you know, obviously a better thrower of the football at this point than uh Willis is. Um and so I think that you definitely that definitely speaks to speaks to them. Um, Derrick Henry started off slow, um, at the beginning of the season, but he's now started to pick it up. Uh, if you just, his, his game logs, his, he started to really pick up his, uh, his rushing performances. Uh, he's been over a hundred yards in the past five weeks, um, with that 219 yard explosion that he had in Houston a couple of weeks back. So he's back. Um, he's the best player on the field for, for either one of these two teams. I don't see a reason why. Uh, anybody would pick Denver. I actually think this number should be a lot higher, maybe around five or six, my, my personal opinion, even though Tennessee is not, um, 
you know, Tennessee is what five and three, I think they are. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Denver's like three and six or three and five or something like that. So I don't see a reason why this game is is as close as it is. And Tennessee's getting just just the home three uh, or giving the home three. Um, I would take Tennessee if this was if this game was six or seven. So I'm taking Tennessee and this is and I'm locking this in as my second best bet. All right. And you got to go next, right? Yeah. Um, just, before, just before you go, I want to read this news. Uh, Derrick Henry is tending to an undisclosed, unspecified issue, and it is unknown if he will be active for Sunday's battle with the Broncos. Go ahead. Um, well, I hate both of these teams and picking it all the time, but um, because <laughs> you have you have you have Wilson that you know for some reason he fell off the the wagon or whatever. Maybe it's that Sierra, you know, he's knee deep in that. But you know, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Titans don't really have a quarterback or a receiver, but um. Picking this thing, I'm gonna have to. Go, I'm gonna go with Denver just for just for um Pickham's sake of flipping the coin or whatever. They came back from their buy or whatever. Maybe they rested. Maybe they actually figured something out over the past weeks or whatever. And also on top of that, you threw that little Derrick Henry news. You never know what's gonna happen there. So I'm gonna take um Denver in this one, and I'm gonna take it on the um give me the under. I, I don't. If I was a better man, I wouldn't want to pick this damn game. I hate both of them. But anyway, that's my my pick right there. Under thirty-seven and a half. Okay. Next up, we got Minnesota at Buffalo. Um, I think we're pretty confident that Josh Allen is not going to play. He hasn't practiced yet, correct? He hasn't mm-hmm. practiced, but he's day to day. He's day to day. They marked him as day to day. So okay, whatever on that, that means. To, on that day to day, Minnesota's getting three and a half. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota, and I'm going to take the over. Um, aside from that, Minnesota has the best receiver in this game. So if Josh Allen does manage to play. I don't know. I don't expect him to throw any more interceptions. I don't expect him to have a horrible game. I just expect him to be battling through an injury where it may affect, affect how he throws the ball. Minnesota's defense is pretty stingy, and they haven't been making a lot of mistakes. So, therefore, I'm giving Minnesota the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Cook is healthy. He's playing really well. Justin Jefferson is healthy, and the defense is playing well. Buffalo's defense, which is the strongest part of their team, is really struggling. And I do think they will have a much better game than they did last week. But being as they don't see Minnesota often, I think that's where Minnesota has the advantage, which is why I'm taking the three and a half points and I'm taking Minnesota. And I'm going to lock that in for my third lock. Go ahead, LeVon. Um, Interesting game. It would have been really good if Josh was sure to play. It's not like Ryan Tannehill. If he can throw that ball, pre-game game time decision unless they rule him out tomorrow which we won't know because it's just cloak and dagger when it comes to injuries in the NFL um but the elbow is serious and it's on the throwing it's on the throwing arm so if that elbow's not right is it the elbow it's his elbow right yeah it says UCL which is uh with baseball pitchers have Tommy John surgery on yeah if that's really not right uh he's not gonna play Buffalo could be in trouble but I don't think Minnesota's for real. I just don't. For the one good team they played all year, they got dragged. Even though it was really early, they got dragged by Philly in prime time. And I think the Bills, if they had Josh, would drag him again. It sucks that we got to try to call this game without knowing whether or not he can play. But I'm going to bank that he does. And if he does, Buffalo doesn't lose two games in a row. Uh, that team's on a mission. They're pissed that they lost last week to the Jets. I'm taking Buffalo. All right, Malik, who do you got? Um, 
I'm I'm assuming Bob, I'm assuming uh Allen plays in this game. Um this is a, a big matchup really for them to re you know restate you know Buffalo to restate their claim. Um losing I think if I think if they had beat the Jets last week, they'd probably be more apt to sitting Allen this week. Um but the fact that they lost to the Jets last week and are now in a situation where they're literally one game ahead of both Miami and the Jets in the lost in the division. That's it. And they've lost, and their two losses are, are against those two teams. They need to continue to win games to keep themselves in um, you know, you know, ahead of those two teams. Um, especially leading up to the fact that they're gonna be playing those two teams later on in the season. So I think this is a game that they have to win and it's the most dangerous game of the, on their schedule um, of the, the thought was that this was a four week injury. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Allen had this injury, I think one or two years ago, he missed four games as a result of it. Mm-hmm. They're marking it as day to day because they believe that he can likely play. I think this is the game that he plays. And then if he's going to take some time, take some time off for the following weeks uh, and do it, do it that way. So I'm assuming that he's going to play and because I'm assuming that he's going to play. I'm still going to take Minnesota. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. um, I think Minnesota's just, Minnesota's just got a, they've got a, a, a you know, four leaf clover somewhere hanging around. They are just got, they have gotten so lucky. And the mm-hmm. fact that the bills can't run the football, uh, the bills have not shown the ability to run the football with, 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 or without Josh Allen. Um, that's, that's going to be a big problem for them. So I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. Um, I don't know that they'll win, but I'll take Minnesota to cover the spread. Um, I'll take Minnesota and the under. All right. And who do you got? Um, yeah, this actually is going to be a, actually a hard game to predict here. Whatever. Um, basically they seem like the Jets actually shown a little bit, how a little bit formula of how to beat Buffalo, whatever, run the ball a little bit, whatever. And make them make them pay by trying to pass or whatever, but um, as far as for this game is concerned, I Malik is right. There's a lot of games that you look at Minnesota like how the fuck they actually won. They they actually pull they just pull off a win or whatever. It doesn't even feel like a damn, they're gonna win. Um, Buffalo's backup quarterback is Case Keenum. You know this, you know he's quite safe, not for nothing yet. Maybe maybe three years, four years ago, whatever he did play for Minnesota, so he might you know know the inner workings of that organization a little bit. Maybe I don't know, but um, Case Keenum is not no slouch. He's a he's a he's there. For, he's been in the NFL for a reason. He might not be a starting quarterback, but he can fill in. He can fill in the um choice there. So just because he's in there, Josh Allen might not be there. Whatever, just for this game alone, I'm gonna go with Buffalo in this one because Buffalo actually needs it more than Minnesota. Buffalo is going to be more hungrier because they definitely going to need this more. They need to reestablish not only the AFC, they need to um East, then they also need to reestablish the AFC itself and they need to establish themselves as Super Bowl contenders and they have to keep up the pace as going along with this. So give me Buffalo. I'm going to take the under in this one. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. All right. Next up we have Houston Texans at the New York Football Giants. Texans are the worst team in the league, so this is a very obvious pick. I'm locking the Giants in with my fourth lock of the week. Giants um, for the win next game. <laughs> the Giants should beat the hell out of the Houston Texans. Um, they're inept, and they don't cover most of their games. They're kind of, I want to say they're, they've tied in one game, so they won, they covered in that one. I think, I want to say they were like four and, four and five, or three and six against the spread. Well, no, three, I'm sorry, seven games. They've only played seven. 
They've only played um, eight games. I don't want to say they're three and five against the spread or four, four and five or four and four. You're, who are you talking about? Uh, Houston? Houston. Either way, I'm taking the Giants. Uh... Houston's pretty awful. They have one shining light, which is their run game. Basically, the Giants could focus on that and make them have to throw the ball. They have a disgruntled wide receiver who no longer wanted to be there, who's their best player on offense outside of Damian Pierce. Um, so, yeah, I'm leaning heavily on the Giants. They should beat the hell out of them and win this game going away. And I'm going to take the over on that. The Giants might drop 30 on them because they're not going to try to stop scoring. Saquon might have three TDs. So good pickup this week in Daily Fantasy if you can get them. Go ahead, LaVon. Um. The Giants don't beat the the Giants don't beat the hell out of anybody as much as I would love to believe that, and it makes Texans sense. Texans are that bad; they really are. You know, I've watched the Texans only a couple of times, and I usually pay real close attention to the games um, online as best I can. They play teams pretty close. I mean, they didn't get blown out by Tennessee two weeks ago, and the Eagles didn't pull away from them until in the second half. I mean, a loss is a loss, but they play hard. They got a good running back. Um, Jerry Hughes has got like seven sacks on the season. They got the Stingley kid out there, the Peachtree kid, two draft picks, both playing well as rookies. Uh, it's the NFL. But I I am locking in the Giants because we are a better football team and we should at home win this game. I just don't think we're blowing anybody out. But the Giants are going to win this football game. I'm not going to be scared to pick them to do that. Um, so yeah, give me the Giants. And if anybody knows, hmm. uh, does anybody heard anything about Aziz Ojolari? Because I can't get, and I've listened to Dable like five times, checked every injury report. I don't know if he's on IR or if he is off and gonna play. I have not heard anything. Okay, but I'll check my sources, and by sources I mean Twitter. Yeah, I don't. I'm not on Twitter, so maybe that's why I don't know. Ah, okay, Grandpa Malik. <laughs> Um, LaVon makes a compelling argument um, for the Giants Um, actually he makes a compelling argument for the Texans because this number is so low this number is actually kind of high I just want to interject on the Jeff Saturday thing he is the second head coach hired without any coaching experience in the NFL since 1961 (laughs) I'm sorry in the NFL or CFL since 1961 go ahead no Van Bo- Brocklin, some old black and white picture is the last yeah, time that happened. played quarterback yeah. for the L.A. Rams back in the 50s and 60s. That name was familiar, actually. <laughs> just, um, Jeff going to win his first five games and everybody going to be sucking in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> old black and white um, picture. The number, the number here at five and a half just screams for a backdoor cover by the Houston Texans. Um, to LeVon's point, the Giants don't play Giants play all their games close. Sometimes it's it's maddening. Like mm. I said, I've seen every Giant game thus far. It's maddening how they can find themselves against teams that they should be beating. They can find themselves losing just to come back and win a game by two or three. And then games when they're winning, they seem to be in some level of control and then one big play and then the other team just back in it. And it's like, Oh, down three with six minutes to go. And you're like, what the hell just happened? Um, so I'm going to take Houston. Cause I like the five and a half here. I don't like this as a lock, but I think the giant, I think the giants win the game. I don't think there's a, um, I don't know. I'm not worried about whether the giants win the game, but I think the five and a half points is just enough for me 
to carry Houston uh, as a bet. I wouldn't, I'm going to take the under uh, as I think this game stays relatively close to the number. Houston has a decent defense and a good running game. Uh, I think this, these both of these teams know what their strength is, which is their running attacks. And so the game stays close enough uh, with the, the Giants eking out something, uh, maybe something along the lines of like 24-20. All right. And who do you got? Um, I'm going to go with the Giants on this one. This is going to be my first lock. And I mean, it's like an easy lock to make on this one. Houston is quite a scrappy team, whatever, but I just, I don't see them actually pulling this out. They look like they're heading straight forward um, towards getting drafting a new quarterback. So um, give me the Giants and give me the under in this one. All right. Next up, we got the least interesting game of the week. We have Jacksonville at Kansas City. Are we watching Kansas the least City. interesting game right now? Well, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Whoever wins this game could take control of the NFC South, so it's all important. Yeah. Okay. Jacksonville's no, visiting think. Kansas City. Kansas City's no. favored by nine and a half. The over-under is 50 and a half. Kansas City is reloaded with Kadarius Tony. <laughs> um, firepower for Patrick Mahomes to take advantage of. Mahomes is by far the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, mm. I'm finally here for all of this criticism of uh, the golden boy. Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't think he's getting it done. And he has enough around him to not be playing this bad. Therefore, Kansas City is doing better with their defense. I don't know if they're going to cover, but I'm going to take Kansas City. Um, a lot of these big spreads keep getting covered. So I'm taking KC. I really have no explanation aside from the fact that Jacksonville finds a way to lose games. And they're not going to go into Kansas City. They might play better because they're challenging themselves. And Kansas City, you got to step up your game. But Kansas City has not backed down from anybody. They got a tough one from Tennessee. The only game they really got beat on was the game from Buffalo where they came in, and they played really, really well at home. And it's not going to be warm in Kansas City this week. So give me the Chiefs. Let's go. LeVon, who do you got? My second lock, I, I got the Chiefs too. Um, I like Jacksonville. I know I say it every week. But I just like that football team. I just think they're young and don't know how to win games yet. But you got to give quarterbacks a chance to develop. It's only year two for Trevor Lawrence. That team has got young talent at every tier. I don't know much about the offensive line. But at every other tier, they have bona fide, blue chip, young talent. And I think that they – might be a game or a half a season away from realizing it and uh, being back in contention. If this game was in Jacksonville, I'd be tempted to to pick the upset, but it's not. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and I'm going to lock that in. The biggest upset the Chiefs had this season was when they lost to Indianapolis earlier. In the mm-hmm. Yeah, see, they're susceptible to stuff like that because, you know, like I said, they're the paper champ. Um, they're not the paper champs. They actually won a championship. I don't know if you remember. I know they got a championship. They did, but they're the paper champs. That's the one of the hollowest teams really? to me. I, I mean, did. I believe so. You're, you're a Chiefs hater. This is what you're coming out as. I just I look at the team and I see flash. I see a lot of flash and very little substance. It. You hate off very little, okay. very little dog fight. If it's a dog fight, I'm not picking the Chiefs. They won a dog fight last week because they had. Did you watch the game? I did. did. You watch it? America watched so, the game. When they were in that red zone and they got like three consecutive flags, 
to creep yeah, them ever so Tennessee close to the end zone. Was playing wild, dirty, and they those, got calls those calls in that situation could go either way. I watch, I watch a lot of cheap games, man. I'm okay. just saying. Malik, I watch a lot of games. Ahead. They get more help than any team in the league. You sound like a bitter Jets fan talking about the Pats in uh, 2000. <laughs> and the Jets didn't even play the Chiefs. Go ahead before I got to mute them. Go ahead. I'll mute myself. How about that? <laughs> I, I want to say before I get my pick, I love how I think I think it was about four weeks ago when I was dragging the Jaguars and I was saying I didn't believe in them. And Ant was all in on Mr. Pert Plus and how great he was doing and how amazing like he was playing. And he was all in on that. And then this week, uh, Ant posted on Facebook, you know, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's, you know, win-loss record over the last two seasons and then just basically dragged him through the mud and was like all on the other side of now, you know, Mr. Pert Plus and, and now Trevor Lawrence is trash. Look, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is not... I mean, like I said, he's like LeVon said, he's in his second year in the league and every statistical number that he that he's had from a quarterback's perspective has improved year one from 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 year one, year two to year one. So he is trending forward. This team is trending forward. They won three games. They were three and 14 last year. They're three and six now. This team is trending forward. If they win six games, they double their win. They double their win total from a, from a season ago. So this team is not so far away and so horrible that you know that they can't you know that they they, they can't make things exciting and cover and cover these numbers. Mm. I just didn't I just didn't agree with this this rhetoric that they were a playoff team after three weeks, which a lot of people were pretty much were pretty much <laughs> giving them credit for after they walked into when they beat the Chargers. That was it was when it was was when they beat the Chargers. They went into LA and they beat the Chargers and people were like, oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are back. I was like, slow your roll. It was week three. Okay. And and you know, uh, what's his name had like no ribs. Okay. So mm. like, Justin Herbert had like no ribs. He couldn't play, he could barely play, he could barely breathe. And Jacksonville went in there and drubbed them. Um, so the Jaguars are not a bad team. This is a big number to cover, and KC just failed to cover the number against against Tennessee. I like what Jacksonville's doing with um, with Travis Etienne and with that offense, and it's starting to click a little bit more than I expected it to. I think they covered the number. I'm going to take those nine and a half points. I like that. I like that number. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take the over in this game. I think this game gets 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 up there on the points. KC's got a decent defense, and they should be able to play well there but i think jacksonville can score and this they won't be phased by uh by the arrowhead um you know by the by the, by the mystique of arrowhead so i'm taking jacksonville and, and the over and i want those points and what do you got well it's kind of weird that Belize going to, with jacksonville because you know that was much i was championing them all the way with mr Pert plus and everything like that but he's right you know i did post that yes i admit to that and i started looking at the, the scores i started looking at everything so looking at that Charger game, you know, this team is back and forth, whatever. This And to LeVon's point, this is a young team, up and coming, whatever. They might make some noise next year. But this year against KC, KC this is the KC get right game. This is the KC, um, let's see what the rapper can do, the rapper wide receiver can do, or whatever mm. like that. So, you know, even though it might not be nothing, you know, he's you know, back in the doghouse. But anyway, KC, there's going to be a Red Seas that Jacksonville is going to see, and I'm going to see a loss here. I'm gonna go with KC. I'm gonna take the under in this one. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna take the over in this one. KC's gonna light them up. 
All right. Every week, every week is the KC get right week. I'm just saying. Like, oh. They keep winning, but I'm I'm just, you know, the over is gonna happen. Um, I believe in the over. New Orleans at Pittsburgh. I believe the over for over for fantasy, but anyway. <laughs> Pittsburgh minus one and a half. The over under is 40 and a half. Um, both of these teams don't really have a quarterback. Pittsburgh is going to generate more turnovers. They're at home. Dome team outside, usually not very good. Michael Thomas is done for the year. Chris Olave is a rookie. They can cover him. Andy Dolphin's going to be forced into a ton of mistakes. I'm taking Pittsburgh. They should win this game outright, whether by a field goal or a touchdown. Pittsburgh should win. Third win of the season for them. Give me give me the uh, Steelers. Go ahead, Lauren. Yeah, I echo all of that. I echo everything A said. Never trust the Dome team on the road, especially when the quarterback situation is sketchy at best with Andy Dalton. Um, Pittsburgh, though, I mean, it's bad. It's it's so bad it's almost hard to believe because it's Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have been good since we've been in high school. So... Well, I've been right. we've been alive before before my time we became head coach, and it was Bill Cowher, and they were mm-hmm. good. So I mean, just you know, not believing that the Steelers not yeah, it's just hard. But I'm taking the Steelers in this one based on everything um, H just said. I echo all of that. I agree with me as well, Malik. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you guys ever had this? No, Levon, actually, you've had this happen. You because you've actually talked about this recently. When you watch a team play that you support, whether you're a fan of them or not, you watch a team play that you support, and there's a guy on the team mm-hmm. that just that just makes you angry mm-hmm. when you watch him. You just want him gone. You just mm-hmm. don't want him even anywhere near mm-hmm. your team. Like yes. he's 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 <laughs> infecting the locker room. He infects the sidelines when he's standing there. Everything uh, about him just just screams leave. Like go away and don't come back. That's how I feel about Andy Dalton, and it's how I felt about Andy Dalton <laughs> from the day he entered, entered the New Orleans Saints, okay? <laughs> I didn't think he was any good, and he's proven mm. to me and shown me that when, when it's time to depend on him for anything, he's no good. Um, the Red Rifle is over. <laughs> Please just get him out of here. And he and, and you know what? When he leaves, put Jameis in the car next to him. They can both mm. go. I prefer this team not have a quarterback. Can we just ride with Taysom Hill as, as a quarterback mm. for the next six weeks, eight weeks, however long it was like, let, let, let Taysom Hill run around, be quarterback, throw five passes a game. Michael Thomas has been done. Um, you said Ace, he's out for the season. He's been out for the yeah, season since week out. two. He's been out for the season since week two. Okay, week two He's been year. done since week two. Okay, He, <laughs> he wasn't coming back. The man stole money from the city of New Orleans. He's burst in Katrina. He's a horrible, horrible oh, man for what, he's done to this, for what he's done to this organization. And I'm sick and tired of all of them. Get rid of all of them. Dennis Allen can stay. I don't blame him for any of this. This is all the remnants of the Sean Payton era kind of dying off. Trade Alvin Kamara because he doesn't deserve he doesn't he doesn't de- deserve this horrible feeling of, of playing on this this horrible you know butt ass team and uh, let's move on let's just move on please okay get Randy Dalton out of there take Pittsburgh and the other all right and batting cleanup who do you got oh, I, I I I can't follow up dang he, he said he's worse he said the dude is worse than Katrina dang yeah. He did. Damn, that's just like it's just like it's just stabs in the heart and it just twists it around and shit. 
You know what? I'm just gonna leave it. Just leave it plain and simple. Give me Pittsburgh in the under in this one. Call it a day next because you know I can't follow that up. All Damn, right. Worse than the Katrina. We, <laughs> we have Jeff Saturday's first game: Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a home favorite. They're laying four and a half to the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor still battling through that ankle injury. I'm taking Las Vegas. Um, I don't see this team coming out of winning a game after they just fired their head coach. Uh, oh. I don't see the offense improving with Sam Ellinger. So it's really more of that. Like, it's not I don't believe in Saturday. It's just that your quarterback is was a shaky quarterback from University of Texas. He technically won a Sugar Bowl, but all of the other team's best players sat out so they wouldn't get hurt going into the league. So, yeah, against NFL competition, Ellinger has been pretty terrible. They, I don't know why they're playing him, but that's another decision by Jim Mercy. So, Ursay gets what Ursay wants, and uh, we'll see them get beaten up by Las Vegas, and Josh McDaniels will get that extra win. Hopefully, it'll help save his job. Give me the over. I think uh, Devontae Adams might have, like, five, six touchdowns in this game by himself. Six catches, six TDs, Devontae Adams. Vegas wins going away. LaVon, what's up? Who you got? Everybody already knows where oh, I'm going. Oh, it's my last lock of the week. Las Vegas mm-hmm. minus six and a half. Okay, Vaughn. Everybody knows where I'm going with this. I must not like the AFC West very much, but I I can I will not pick the Raiders at all this West season. I will not pick them. That team is the biggest disappointment. More than Green Bay, more than Tampa Bay, more than the Colts. The Vegas, no one talked about more in the offseason about what they did and who they got, how good they were going to be potentially, and how good the division. And Josh McDaniel, all those years, riding Bill Belichick's coattails and all of the jobs he turned down and failed Denver Broncos stint, and he's stinking it up down in Vegas. And Devontae should have stayed where he was. I will not pick the Raiders. I disagree with what you said. I think that the Colts will play inspired because the coach is gone. And I think Jeff Saturday, because of all of this media, it's it's almost like bad TV. They're going to win that game. They're going to win Sam that Ellinger game. Is good? No, I don't. I don't think he's good. But I think so how the do Raiders. They win with him as quarterback. I think the Raiders. I, I didn't do my homework this week, but is Taylor playing? He is playing, but he's still playing with oh. that same ankle injury that hampered him. Then he's so, playing. They'll run the ball as long as this kid has the tools to to throw a pass more than 10 yards, that's all he needs. The Raiders are not good. They just put Waller and Renfro on IR, which means the only person that Carr can throw to now is Devontae Adams. They're not playing very good defense. They just released one of their, what was it, three first-round draft picks they've given up on now within the past six months. All those draft picks they got from the Bears that they wasted. He's down with the Green Bay now. Yeah, the Abrams kid is gone. He got picked up. You guys, the Bears got that tackle who you guys don't even have on like IR too. He's a guard. That, yeah. yeah, that that franchise is muck. And I'm locking the Colts in. Locking it. Yeah. Um, Jeff Saturday has never coached a day in his life, and he's probably already <laughs> better than Josh McDaniels. So, so <laughs> put it up there now. Let's put it up there right now. Josh McDaniels is a trash coach. Josh McDaniels is 12 oh. and 23. He's 12 and 23 as a head coach in his career. 
And this is after he went five and zero when he was in Denver. He went five and zero in Denver, and then has won seven games. He's been seven and twenty three since then. He's a mm-hmm. horrible, horrible coach. He needs to go back to New England. This is the only place where New England, the New England is the only place where these coaches can actually do anything because they get to they get to just hang out underneath the umbrella of Bill Belichick and look good for a couple of seasons and then get opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the perfect game for Jeff Saturday to start coaching is to start his coaching career on because to me this is the game this is the one game that I think that they can absolutely win um, and win outright. They're not going to be at home. They're going to be on the road, which is going to be great because it will be about bringing the team together and camaraderie mm-hmm. and all those things. And they won't, you know, they won't have the pressure of, of, of playing under the Indianapolis lights and all of that stuff. They'll be in Vegas. They'll have a good time. And they're going to, and they're going to, and I believe they'll, they'll win this game outright. But even if they don't win the game outright, I think they'll cover the numbers. So I'm going to take Indianapolis in the under. All right. And who do you got? Yeah. Woo. Back to back here. Oh, let me see something. I just want to just check something here for a second. I will chime in with the fact that Josh Jacobs is still healthy for the uh, Raiders, so they do have an actual run game. I do like Josh Jacobs, too. He might be one of the Raiders I do like. Him and Max Crosby. The Colts' offensive line is the worst in the league. Even with Nelson? Yeah, even with Quentin Nelson. They're the highest paid and uh, they're performing the worst. Maybe Jeff Saturday can turn that around because he's a former offensive lineman, but that is yet to be seen. I think Mike, the fact that yeah. at least the fact that they're playing another dome team does help, but um, you know, Devontae Adams left because he didn't want to be in Green Bay no more, so he knew where Aaron Rodgers was going, so he knew what was up. That's why he got out of Dodge. And what do you mm. got? Yeah, um, yeah, everybody basically said the great points, especially Malik when he pounded the beat the shit out of Mike Tyson, punched the shit out of um, what's the name, the Vegas coach? I'm not even gonna say his name because he's not even worth mentioning. But um, give me Jeff Saturday and give me Jeff Saturday. I'm going to say it like this. Give me Jeff Saturday and give me Jeff Saturday in the over in this one. They're going to beat them. <laughs> Jeff Saturday is a better kind of coach. Malik the is right. They're going to go <laughs> into Vegas and win on the road. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think so. If it'll be Saturday on a Sunday, Lakers, baby. If he, if he beats – if the Colts beat the Raiders, I think Jeff McDaniels has to quit. Hey. hey. He's hey. got to quit. He's got to go to the casino this weekend. If you get to go to the casino this weekend, let me know. I'm putting a 20 on that. <laughs> I'll be there. I will be there. <laughs> I'll put your money that quite Saturday is going to win on the Sunday, like Habalik said. It's, Je- right. it's Jeff Saturday beating the shit out of the scene. That's a cla- Josh McDaniel is a classic example of someone who knows the X's and O's but cannot lead men. Thank he you. just can't do it. It just something. He's not a leader. He wasn't. He's a nerd. He is a straight up. Him and Matt Patricia are straight up nerds. And they want to tell people that play football how to play football. It's stupid. Don't Mm. try to tell me how to play football. You couldn't play a day in your life. You couldn't like they're they're video gamers. They 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 play the game like it's a video in college. No, 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 no. I know he I know he played football in college, but he was trash. (laughs) Is that the NFL? (laughs) What is what is Mariota doing? Oh my god! All right, he was trash. He was horrible, and so don't try to tell me that you know how to that you know how to coach me because you you can't stop trying to talk to me like 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 you know what you're doing. You're horrible. Go back Arizona, and play with Belichick. Arizona at the oh, LA Rams. Before, hey, before you move on, make this my first Oof. lock of the week. Okay, thank you. This is Ant's first lock of the week is no, it's Ant's second lock of the week is Indianapolis, Arizona oh, at LA. This is Arizona, my first. Arizona might be without Kyler Murray. Um, 
LA is getting LA is laying one and a half points. Arizona's pretty bad without Kyler Murray. The Rams aren't going to be might be without Stafford. I don't even know who their back quarterback is. That being said, that's kind of terrifying. Uh, the Rams have a better defense, therefore I'm picking the Rams. I don't know who will win this game, but this may be the lowest scoring game in NFL history. If this game <laughs> is being nine to six or six to three. I would not be shocked. Bet the under, the under, the under. I know I love the over. Take the under. And I'm taking the Rams on a whim. This game is a literal coin flip. And I will not be betting it. Head LeVon. Yeah, I didn't know either one of those points that uh, Murray and Stafford might. Stafford is out for sure. It's not for sure, but, like, he's battling an injury. Well, he's in the concussion protocol. And he only got put in on Tuesday. So that means oh, from yeah. Sunday to Tuesday, he was walking around with a concussion. And they were like, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. I think I'm all right. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, yeah. I don't think he can clear it by... Kyler Murray. Exactly. And Kyler Murray has a serious hamstring issue. So if he does play, the one thing that he does best is run around with the ball and make plays with his feet. Mm-hmm. So if he can't do that, with uh, Aaron Donald coming up the middle, he's going to have, you know, real problems. So I don't see how either team scores effectively. Yeah. I'm another disappointing team, the Rams. A lot of people are probably shocked at what they're doing. Uh, And I don't like Arizona at all. That's another team that's just kind of in the same vein as um, undisciplined, you know, not fundamentally sound, just all over the place. Uh, the coach and the dysfunction between the coach and the quarterback. Yeah, I did pick them to win last week, though. I don't know if they came close or not against Seattle. I thought they had a chance in that game. Anyway, I pick um, without Stafford. Oh, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't know. That's a, that is a coin flip. That's a who cares coin flip because that's Seattle's division pretty much to lose. So I guess I'll take uh, I'll take the Rams. I don't want to pick Kyler Murray's team. I'll take the Rams. So, I think Ace, yeah. Well, Malik, um, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go because I know Malik's going to bring the firestorm down or something like that. But um, <laughs> the Rams' backup quarterback is John Wolford. It showed here that um, he he only played two games. One was against the Giants. He didn't really do anything, and one was against the Texans where he completed one of two. Well, I think that's um this year. But anyway, I'm still gonna pick the Rams to win this because I I don't like Kyler Murray. I've been trying to get rid of him in fantasy, and the team sucks. Even though he's quite finally got his receiver back, but I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. I'm just gonna take them and just take them in the under. Just call it a coin flip. Make this my second lock on this thing. But remember, John Wolford. Try to look him up. Yeah, good luck on that one. He's a six foot one nobody. All right, but he's in the NFL, right? Yeah, he's the back. He's supposed to be the backup quarterback on the Rams. Okay, and you're talking about him on a podcast like that. Yes, he's from Wake Forest. You know what we do. Who cares? Go Demon Deacons, Malik. Um, <clears throat> I'm not surprised that the Rams are that the Rams are not very good this year. I mean, they bought themselves a championship, and this is what happens when you buy yourself a championship. It doesn't usually last very long, um, and just it wasn't. It, Matt Stafford started the year injured. They didn't. Uh, you know, <clears throat> they didn't support that very well. They 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 lost their offensive line. Cam Akers was hurt, then he wasn't hurt, then he was playing, and he's not playing. They can't run the football. 
they they they've just been a they've just been a bit of a mess. I don't know if it's just the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl hype or the Super Bowl uh, hangover or whatever it was. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that they're not very good is not surprising to me. Um, Arizona, Arizona kind of pisses me off. I don't really like Arizona. I, there's nothing about the team that I, I you know, um, Kirk King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury has a punchable face. He really does. He has a punchable <laughs> face. It's very punchable. Um, you look at him on the sideline. He just looks like he he, just, he looks like he's just too cool for everything, and you just want to punch him. Um, Kyler Murray is arguing with you know with his teammates, with his coaches on the sideline. You know they just they don't look like they like each other very much, and that's not that's a lot to be said because Arizona is just such a nice place to be. I mean Arizona is mm. a really nice state, right? Mm. <laughs> like like you know there's no, there's no reason to be so damn angry all the goddamn time. But anyway. Um, our, this this game is on the road. It's a divisional matchup, um, and so you expect at the very least this game should be close. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna take Arizona because I think that they'll I think that they will keep the game close, and I'll take I'll take the points. I think they can win this game outright pretty 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 well, um, especially if Stafford is is not able to go. Um, because to me Stafford is what makes Stafford the 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 link between Stafford and Cooper Cup is what makes the Rams still dangerous if Stafford ain't playing cup ain't gonna cup is cup is gonna have a you know probably he'll he'll probably get his catches but he's not gonna be able to explode like that that's gonna be the thing that'll keep the game away from the Cardinals so if Stafford plays um you know I expect expect the Rams to win but if he doesn't play and it doesn't sound like he will um take the Cardinals and uh take the under all right we got the Dallas Cowboys at the Green Bay Packers the Green Bay Packers will not be solving any of their problems this week because they still have basically very limited receivers. Due to injuries, I really don't see how the Packers could win. Aaron Jones is also hurt, I believe, right? So He's hurt, but he might play. He might he's play. An so he's got an ankle injury. Almost every single person they need in a skill position for them to be well is not healthy. So they got all types of problems. I'm taking Dallas, and I don't think I've used all my locks of the week, so this is my fifth. I'm locking in Dallas to crush Green Bay. I will enjoy watching that. How about them Cowboys? And LaVon, who do you got? And I'm taking the over. Points of 43 on the game total. Yeah, it pains me to say this, but the Cowboys are going to win this game. Green Bay. I'm sorry. I I said it pains. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I said it pains me to say this, but the Cowboys are going to win this game. Um. You know, when you're in a division, you guys know it. we all have teams. You just want the teams in your division to suffer and die every week and to make everything so much sweeter, every victory so much sweeter. But they're going to win. Philly and the Cowboys just keep winning and just keep winning. Unless they play each other, they just keep winning. So the Dallas is going to beat up on Green Bay like everybody has. And like Malik said last week, it'll be fun to watch Aaron Rodgers at the podium try to try to rationalize or, or come up with some something quirky to say or you know, quippy, whatever that is, quippy or quirky to say with his uh his beanie that he likes to rock. Uh, but yeah, freaking Dallas, man. I'm just so I'm so over it, man. It's like everybody else's division, you know, the Vikings seven and one, no one is winning. Geno Smith and the freaking Seahawks are all alone at the top. Everybody's alone at the top, except me and Ant got to suffer. We got to just sit here and bleed through the season. They can't catch a break and be like, damn. But anyway, Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. What? Don't talk. Don't talk with Daniel Jones. All right. 
so the league. hardest divisions. The hardest division in the, in the league is uh, still the uh, NFC North. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you said the NFC North. Yeah, <laughs> I did. So it's, it's the hardest good, division good to watch. It's the hardest division to watch in, in, in the entire NFL. Um, I, I, it, I love watching. I love watching Aaron Rodgers suffer, like suffer, like really suffer. He's just, you know, where I want to work after the season is over. I want to take a part-time job writing questions for Jeopardy, and I will do my entire. I will do an entire run on the Green Bay Packers and the NFL so the, the twenty-two NFL season, and I want to make Aaron Rodgers ask those questions to people about how bad and how piss poor his entire team has been. Um, and I'll probably do the, what I'll probably do is I'll probably do like all six categories and, and top the first, the first category will be, you know, um, it'll, it'll all be, it'll all be about the receiver, the receiving yards of his, of his receivers. <laughs> like that'll be it. It'll, it'll all it'll be like this person had 220 receiving yards for the Green Bay Packers in 2022. And it'll be who is Alan Lazard, right? It's like, 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 it'll be that. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to be. I hate the Cowboys, and I want the Cowboys to win this game so bad. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, I am cheering for the Cowboys in this. The only time I've ever cheered for the Cowboys was when they played the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl because I hated the Buffalo Bills. Um, but I am cheering for them to beat the. Bra- I just, I want, I don't want Green Bay to win another game. I don't want them to win another game this year. Period. I don't want them to just continue to fail. So Dallas and the over. And if I could lock this in, I would. Lo- I have three more locks to go. Mm-hmm. I would lock this in twice. I would put this as my best bet on two times. I'd bet Dallas. I'd take it. But Dallas, I'm taking Dallas at the over. Lock it in. Lock it in. I can't wait. All right. Dak, do not let that. me down. All right. So this is going to be my third lock. I'm going to go with Malik and Levon on this. Give me Dallas and give me the um over in this one. I don't trust Green Bay. They don't have they don't have a team anymore. They basically going to trade off Aaron Rodgers next year. This is definitely his last year. And if, Everybody's gonna be happy until he's getting. They just he's getting got paid fifty million dollars. Nobody's <laughs> paying. Nobody's trading for this guy. There will be a team that's gonna be out there. They're gonna try to pull the Rams. You know, I think he's gonna trade away. You know, I think wants them. Who, who's that? The Saints. Oh, mm. now, I'll, I'll piss Malik off so much. Oh, please mm. no. The Saints please or no. the Tennessee please Titans. No. Mm. Let let him go. Let him let him go. Let him go. Let him go to the West Coast. He's yeah, a West Coast guy. Awful. Let him go to the West Coast. Oh, that'll be so. That'll be so. Him on San Francisco. That'll be so. No, no, no. San Francisco wouldn't do that. They have Trey Lance. Remember, they spent like three draft picks oh, invested yeah, in that kid. That's right. No, no, no. That's so much. That's so much painful, and I can actually see send, that actually happening. Send him, him to the, the Falcons. Send him to the Falcons. No, no, no. I can see the Saints. Yeah, let him, I'm let sorry. Nobody is trading for Allen Rodgers. No one is doing that. Any suck this year. Remember, NFL money is fake contracts. You know they can easily rework those things. But anyway, I don't know how much is guaranteed. All of it. Sunday night football. That's an over. LA Chargers at San Francisco 49ers. The worst intro theme song to any game of the week game we have. Um, Carrie Wonderwood. They need to change that song. I'm tired of hearing you every week. I'm really just annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that who listens to this. Um, that being said, I'm taking the Chargers, getting seven points on the road. I think San Francisco will win. I just don't think they'll win by that much. I have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I do understand that 
Keenan Allen is likely not going to play. Mike Williams is still out. Khalil Mack is still healthy. And I do know that uh, Jimmy G is not good under pressure. So they just need to get a little bit of pressure. Derwin James is still healthy, even though they lost J.C. Jackson. And San Francisco has a much better defense. So they should win. But I don't think they're going to bury the Chargers with points. Give me the Chargers on the road, getting seven. Give me the under. Get headed for them. I think it's a very watchable game. Two um, relevant teams. Chargers is still in it and could ease, very easily turn it around. They got a lot of good talent on that football team. Just got off to a mediocre start. And the Niners are everyone's sexy pick since they picked up McCaffrey. And they're in a division that is still very winnable because they're probably the only other team that could maybe catch the Seahawks. Um, no one's catching Gino. It could. Mathemat- I mean, mathematically, everybody's still in it. But, I mean, the Niners, um, what's their record? What are they, like, one game under? Four and five? I don't know. I think so. I like the Niners in this game. I've picked the Niners every week. We've done this. I just – I believe in that coach and staff. I like well-coached football teams, and I will take a well-coached football team with talent on it over a team – that is mediocre and a coach who I don't believe in this guy. I don't know what's wrong with him going for it on fourth down and all of the crazy stuff he likes to do, but I believe Shanahan will out coach him. And I, we still haven't seen everything that McCaffrey can do on this football team. And the charge is just, um, it's a tough game for them. I take the Niners and I'll take that as my lock. I don't know how many I've used, but I'll lock that in. I would like to point out that um, on the season, uh, Justin Fields has more rushing yards than uh, the star running back for the San Francisco 49ers. You talking about McCaffrey? I believe that's his name. I forgot. McCaffrey's coming off that ACL, and they didn't use yeah. him that much in the beginning. And uh, Ken Law is out also. Mm. I'm um, sorry, not Ken Law. Armstead. Eric Armstead is likely out for this week. Okay. Hey, yeah. you, sent, you sent it. You sent it to me. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> first off, uh, Ace, you know, to hell with you on on disrespecting my white girl crush, Carrie Underwood. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look, everybody. Sorry. Hey, look. I, I, I'm, I'm a white. I'm a, I'm a wheat bread person. But every time, every once in a while, I need my Wonder Bread, and that's my, that's my, that's my Carrie. Carrie Underwood is my Wonder Bread white girl crush. That's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. You can have that. It's perfectly fine. She's better than Faith Hill. Um, secondly, um, <clears throat> I love Maria Taylor. So I watched this. I, 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 I literally watched the pregame and the halftime show from Maria Taylor. And if the game is good in between, great, no problem. Type, typically, I sleep through Sunday Night Football. I'm probably going to sleep through this one, um, even though it's probably be a pretty good game. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I like the seven points for the Chargers. So I just like those. I like to get the points here in this situation, even though they're on the road, it's not really a road game. They're from LA. I mean, their, their fans don't, their fans don't travel to their games. So they don't, don't travel to anybody's game. So, um, you know, I don't, don't really think this is the being on the road is much of a problem for them. I don't see Jimmy G and the, the San Francisco defense is, is the, the calling card for this team. So they're going to, they're going to 
keep the game close because they can't get into a shootout with the Chargers. So I think the game stays close and it stays under the seven. So I'm going to take the Chargers to cover the seven and I'm going to take this as my, as my fourth lock of the week. Okay, so, so nobody can really hear. hear Last and definitely now at least we have the Washington. Um, um, hey, well, and, and and give, didn't even let his number. Huh? <laughs> what was like that? Skittle be just like skip over again? Yes. Oh my bad. Let me skip it. over here. Like so horrible. But anyway, uh, also uh, just to let everybody know, the, the viewers know, I did pick the Rams as one of my locks as well. Um, but as far as for this game's concerned, I'm gonna go with the, um the Chargers on this one. Just to let you know, I might be butchering his name, Jason Barrett. He's tore his um Achilles and he's ACL, gonna be out for yeah, ACL. He's out for the season, so you know maybe a little bit more points go the Chargers way. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers and give me the over in this one. Chargers don't have Keenan. Is Keenan Allen and um Mike Williams kid? Williams what is about not Mike Keenan Allen is questionable, but Austin Eckler is playing and he's the leading rusher in the NFL currently. He can't do it. Be my fourth he's he's the leading rusher in the NFL. Fourth. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. So is it Eckler, Chubb, Barkley? Eckler, Henry, Chubb, Barkley. Okay. Uh, well, you put the locks in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, this is my fourth lock. Anyway, so thank you. Charges, La- fourth lock? Yeah. Last and definitely least, or if not least, I should say, Washington Commies at the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, so you guys say stop saying Commies, you know. People's going to think Commies. That's the That's the – um. Isn't that the plural of commanders? It's commies. No, no, that's commies are um. <laughs> what? It's communist, man. Don't you remember What's back that? in the days? It's all about I don't. Communist. I'm not. That's that's before my time. Oh. I, I remember reading about history. Berlin Wall already come down. You made such a damn lie, Ace. We were still in high school when the Berlin Wall came down. Only communism. I, I, high school? No, we were not. Yes, we was. Yeah, we were. The only the only communism. No. Ace with his revision Berlin, history. You don't know when the Berlin Wall came out. His sorry. his fuzzy math and all that. I don't know. I think I'm pretty. Was it ninety two? I think it was ninety two. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not going with years. But well, it actually, came I, down. I, the Berlin Wall I, came down when Ronald Reagan was president. Junior high school. Yeah, all right, junior high school. Whatever. How old are you guys? Because we're not the same age then. If you were in junior high in nineteen eighty eight, that's all I want to say. Um, yeah, I wasn't junior. Where were you? In you older than me. In nineteen eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, I was Don't tell me you your diapers. In I was in I was in the second grade in 1988. That's what I was doing. I was busy I was, being eight, playing with GI Joes. You were in the second grade at eight. Yeah, when I was eight years old. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I started I school. Old, I started I school early. Grade. I started school at like four. Mm. GI Joes. I'm a propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Philadelphia Eagles laying 11 points. The Washington Commanders matched. Wow. Tommy's mm-hmm. Commanders. That's their nickname. That's what we're sticking with until Dan Snyder sells the team. They're the, they're the football team. That's what he's supposed to say. No, saying. they're the Washington Commies. <laughs> he picked a terrible name, and that's what he gets, and that's what he deserves. How did I'm we not talk about DCG Dan Snyder? Because and we talked about Jeff Snyder Saturday, but we didn't talk about the Commanders I'm and being under investigation. Fun. How did we not do that? You can do that in your shout-out if you like. Uh, okay. Uh, no, stop interrupting my pick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. We know you're going to pick the commies. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles to cover. I believe they will actually finish the season undefeated as long as they don't throw week 17. Or I'm sorry, week 17 or 18 because they're going to walk away with this division. Um, they're going to be 14-0 and somehow. 
because their division is soft and they're just that much better than everybody else. Commanders have no shot. They're playing their backup quarterback, and their running game is so-so. Philadelphia has the best defense in the league. I stand on that. I hope you know who in Bermuda is listening because he was trying to argue about Buffalo, and then, uh, you know, they lost to the Jets. So, you know, that's what yeah, you get. Yeah, because the Jets actually has the best defense in the league, so I shut up. Yeah, it's, it's the Eagles. Stop it. No. You're lucky you don't have to play them. And I wish you did so they could beat the green off you. And y'all should change the <laughs> colors. Give me the Eagles, and I'm going to wrap this up. LaFon, go ahead. I shouldn't have to pick this game. I shouldn't have to pick it. Malik, go ahead. In LaVon's mind, is the Giants in the over. <laughs> so is the Giants. So is the Giants. How dare you speak so glowingly about the Philadelphia Eagles, sir? Because um, his brother, his brother's going to get him if he doesn't say nothing about it. He's behind that, that glitch over there. That, that go glitch. Birds. Go Birds. The Eagles are good. I don't know if they have the best defense in the NFL. Who have they played, though, seriously, except they for Dallas so far? They played y'all. No, they haven't. Uh, they beat, they did beat Dallas and Minnesota, even though that Minnesota game was like week two, wasn't it? it was like week two. Did Dallas yeah, actually had their quarterback? <clears throat> and Dallas didn't have their quarterback. They only had Cooper Rush. They they haven't really beaten anybody really good yet. But that is what it is. They are a no. And um, Heineke is better than Carson Wentz. So that's to the he commander. All last season and he was pretty terrible. I mean, he's not great, but he's better than Carson Wentz. He gives them a better chance to win than Carson Wentz does. Washington is a scary team. Philadelphia will not take them lightly. It's a division game. It will be close. For how long? I don't know. But I think Philadelphia will win that game and go 9-0. and All right, Malik, what do you got? Um, <clears throat> Philly should win the game. I think the 11 points is the thing that, the thing that I harp on here. It's a lot of points to a lot, a lot of points to lay. They were fifteen point favorite, um, or fourteen point favorite against Houston in Houston last week, and they didn't cover that number. Um, <clears throat> Houston actually made that game much closer than it needed to be, and so I just feel like NFC East division rival. They play each other. They play each other tight. Um, Washington finds a way to keep it within the number here. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Washington, and since I have a last lock, I'm gonna lock them in as my lock of the week because I mm. like that number for a for a division game like this. Um, just finding a way on Monday night to keep the game close and make it interesting. Um, <clears throat> that's about yeah, that's that's about all you can say for this game though, because it's you know I expect the Eagles to win the game and and get to nine and zero, but I don't expect them to. I expect them that that game to be much closer than, than much closer than this number suggests. All right, and. Last pick. Yeah, this will be my last pick. This will be my last lock of the week. Um, you had the quite the commanders lost to the Eagles last time. Twenty four Eagles commanders had eight. Looking at the schedule, looking at their schedule, of the last games that they played, they actually been quite. They actually haven't been playing any real teams. So Levon's own thing here. They was the who they who they actually played that's actually worked for putting on the under their belt as making them actually a good team on this one. You could, you could say the Cowboys, but the Cowboys didn't have a quarterback. You could say the Steelers, but that's just by name. You can say um the Cardinals, but they didn't get right until they get their um, wide receiver. And they you know, barely won that. Yeah, they barely won that when they won that by three. Then you got the Jaguars that they barely won too, but they won by eight. They, sooner or later, this team is going to crack. They, they can't keep up this this um undefeated um streak here. 
And since so this is a um a division game, sooner or later one of these division games they're gonna have to split with is either gonna be the uh, uh, Washington. I was about to say the, the red name, the 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 red the old red name, but it's either gonna be Washington, <laughs> gonna be the Giants, or it's gonna be the Cowboys. One of those teams are gonna lose to. But I can see this as a trap game, so I'm gonna go with Washington and Heineken and give me the um Heineken. give me the uh, Heineken, Heineken beer. Give me the Heineken beer and <laughs> and, and the under this one. I'm going to, this is going to be their trap game. Uh-huh. They lose, and this is going to be where they crack. They're finally going to crack that um that zip that that oh. So that, you're that, telling that me line. the Eagles are going to lose to the Washington Commanders at home on Monday Night Football? It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It can okay. it can happen. Anything can happen. It could. In the NFL. It could. That's going to be tough. These guys get paid too. I'd like to point out that Anthony on the season is uh on his best bets is. Forty-four percent. And how much are you? Forty-four percent. Okay, so you ain't point out shit. You ain't point out shit. (laughs) And it's unpredictable at best. After this week, I will be fifty-five percent. Falcons is losing (laughs) as we speak. Yeah, I know. That's why I want to lose. I want to lose this one. If you follow us on Twitter, I I picked Carolina too, but I picked the over. Yeah, so did I. I thought that uh, Atlanta might actually put up something, but you know, Mariota's failing Atlanta again. Yeah, but he's tough. I like the he's fact that he got a chance to start finally. Uh, we're going into our shout outs, LeVon, since you have so much to say, Daniel Snyder and the now, I, I think it's an interesting topic, but I'm not going to wax poetic on it. Um, it's an interesting topic, like a lot of things, like Beckham, where's he going, Kyrie, and his whole mess. And, of course, the Knicks are always at the front of my mind, even though I haven't watched or followed anything except for what I see in in headlines and hear what you guys say in the chat. Uh, If I want to give a shout-out to anybody, I'm going to give a shout-out to Ant. Ant, the king of the receipts, his his background, and he will (laughs) never let anything go. And he's got this quote up, and I know I will admit that when I saw that the Jets were hanging tough and then when they beat the Buffalo Bills, that is what makes football exciting. And that is why we care and watch and why it is America's pastime, not any other sport, is that anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. And um, why my shout out is to the Jets. So J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I thought I'd never hear that. Yeah. Well, um, my shout out is to um the picture that Levon was referring to. My shout out to Brady Quinn once again. I keep I'm gonna keep bringing this up once again. Fuck you, Brady Quinn, with your 0-9 bullshit ass prediction. So fuck you, Brady Quinn. We're gonna keep on going with this. This is the bye week, but you know, fuck you, kiss my ass, you know, and that's it. That's my shout out of the week. Don't you enjoy it? Don't you enjoy? Like being able to go back on that, like, like, so to say, F you, Brady Quinn is like, no, keep, keep on, keep on ripping us, keep on ripping us because this, <laughs> these receipts just, they, the receipts just, they pile up, you know. I think that's a good thing. Yes. I'm enjoying this every, every, every time. Enjoy it because <laughs> these guys don't look at these games, they don't look at our teams. I, I'm telling you right now, they only look at certain teams, and that's really about it. They don't really know about these other teams, so they don't know how deep these teams are. Or injuries they have and stuff like that. Same thing goes for your Bears. I mean, your Lions, Malik, and your Bears ace. They look at. They might look at the Giants because you know they're one of those special teams or whatever. You know who they are. And that's all they care about. So shout out to Brady Queens. Fuck you. Do some damn homework. Zach Wilson actually has more wins than your dumbass. 
<laughs> Moving on. All right. And on that note, I will be giving <laughs> my shout-outs to Justin Fields for finally showing up last week. I appreciate the coaches for finally using him how he should be used. Getting 178 yards and having more rushing yards in a season and setting – I think it was the most rushing yards ever by a Chicago quarterback and the most rushing yards in an NFL game during the playoff era, um, in the Super Bowl era, I believe. The The fact that he was able to do that so easily and throw the touchdown pass to show how efficient he is. I'm happy that my Bears are finally playing well. But to the New York Knicks, um, either trade Julius Randle or help him improve. Because all I do is want to see that team win. And he's a good enough player to be there. You decided to give him the money. So clearly y'all decided he was going to be a part of your future. And that future is now. So they call it the present because it's a gift. So use it and either trade this bum or let him go somewhere else and let him get his head right. Because clearly he's not really happy in New York. You can see it how he's playing. He just keeps doing the same thing over and over again, regardless of the results, which is uh, leading to him just losing his mind on the court. They keep giving him the ball and trying to run everything to the room. And I think it's putting a lot of pressure on him that's undue. So maybe trade him for Russell, bring Russell to New York, and let him just go ham with the ball. And we'll see how that goes. Either way, the Knicks aren't going to make it to the finals. So if you make the seventh seed with this team, it is what it is. But get Julius Randle out of there. He ain't happy, and team ain't happy playing for What's do you see Mayfield headbutting fools with helmets on? And he's yeah. got a baseball cap? I yes. do. That's something oh, Baker Mayfield is. They teach you He needed to get on he's TV. He's a meme. He's a meme after that. He needed that. to get on TV. Oh, my that gosh. He is. Uh, but thank you guys for interrupting my. Uh, Ace. Good and Lord. One more shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and one more shout out. So I'm going to stretch this out even longer. To uh, the offense coordinator, the UB Bulls. I don't know your name, sir, but I do know that you kept running the same play over and over again until they stopped it over and over and over again. So, I don't know. Maybe drop some more plays, bro. Maybe after, you know, two of your running backs get hurt or your big running back gets hurt, you might want to throw the ball a little bit, run a little play action. I don't know. You were running passes before, but uh, I guess you just don't know how to win on the road. So, we'll, it is what it is. Maybe the team will get bowl eligible, but it will not be because of you. I still have belief in those players, so maybe give them the ball a little more and stop running your defense into the ground and trying to ask them to do everything. You know? But it is what it is. Go ahead, Malik. Oh, and fuck Red Favre. He's still making oh. more money than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck you, Brett Favre. I love that. That's, that's, I yeah, Brett, like, you know, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, man. When they lose, I win. It's great. Um... Shout out to the um, the men's national team. One of my favorite events of the of, of, of you know, actually at all is the FIFA World Cup. It's getting ready to start in about seven days, eight days. Um, I cannot wait for the World Cup to kick off. Obviously, you know that the Americans are not the favorite. They never are. But shout out to them for making it to their their make, making it to this this far. Um, hopefully, they're able to come out of their group and uh, get themselves into the knockout round. And I'll be looking forward to watching every single game, uh, every single match um, when when it kicks off. Uh, cannot wait. I'm going to have fun with that. Um, shout out to the uh, Brooklyn Nets for a couple of reasons. Number one, for basically, you know, f forcing, the basically ending their relationship, figuring out a way 
to cut Kyrie Irving without actually cutting Kyrie Irving. Um, this is incredible. They, they didn't want him on the team. Kevin Durant probably was done with him. And they decided, you know, we're going to figure out a way to get rid of him. And so they've suspended him and they've made it almost nearly impossible for him to come back with all the things that he has to do in order to, um, in order, in order to like re get reinstated. So it's probably never going to happen. He's probably never going to be on this team. Um, and it's perfectly fine because the Nets don't, don't really need them. I mean, Kevin Durant is good enough to carry this team wherever they need to go. Um, they'll still make the playoffs and uh, they, they won't win the championship. They weren't going to win the championship with Curry. So uh, shout out to them for figuring out how to do that uh, in, a, in an inventive way. And they don't have to pay him. That's the other piece. They don't have to pay him a dime as long as mm. he's suspended, which is great. Um, shout out to the Nets again for hiring Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn is a good coach. I think Jacques Vaughn is a good coach. I think he got a raw deal in Orlando. He was taking, he had a young team there. He was, you know, uh, working with them. They were looking pretty good until he got fired. Um, and this whole flirt, that this whole flirt the Nets were supposedly doing with Ime Udoka, aka Wife Swap. Like to me, I don't see a reason why we need, why we needed to have that guy. Why, why we need to have that guy in New York? Just just leave just leave him where he is. Leave him in Boston, stewing over there. You know, stealing, stealing, stealing other dudes' wives. That that's what he's doing. That's what he's good at. Let him just continue Still doing that. Girl. That's his new name. Exactly, exactly. He's Trey Songs. He needs to come out with a Trey Songs album. Um, so like just just leave that. So hire Jacques Vaughn. He's a good coach. He can get this team to to act right. And you know, by by all by all intents, they beat the beat they beat the shit out of my Knicks yesterday. So whatever. They, they, seem, they seem to be doing, doing pretty well for themselves. Um, so shout out to them there. Shout out to the MCU, Black Panther, tomorrow. Uh, it's actually out tonight. So a lot of people went to go see it. If you got the chance to see it, I hope it was good. I'm going to see it tomorrow. I've got tickets for Friday. I got tickets for Sunday. And then I got tickets for the next, for the following Friday. So I'm going to see it at least three times in the theater. I cannot wait. I'm going to enjoy this. Um, shout out to them for, you know, hopefully putting together another, another good film. And last but not least, shout out to Mr. PJ Walker, who, uh, you know, won tonight. Is continuing to keep Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold off the field. This is great. This is great news, just just simply because of the fact that, uh, yeah, two of the three top quarterbacks from the 2018 draft can't get on the field because PJ <laughs> Walker is better than you. Feel that, okay? You Baker Mayfield head bumping. Levon was just talking about Baker Mayfield head button people with helmets on. That's because that's all he's allowed to do right now. He can't play because Peter Walker off. is better than you. That he's being told to stay on the sideline. Stay where you stay where you're good at. Just do your progressive commercials. Actually, he doesn't have any any progressive commercials anymore. He doesn't have any commercials anymore. Nobody cares about you anymore. Baker Mayfield, stay over there. And you know what? You know when you get to come out. You know when you get to come out and play when we win, despite you. When we win without mm. you, that's when you get to come out and come out and cheer and celebrate. You know what we'll let you do? We'll let you come out for the coin flip and then take your ass back to the bench. So, <laughs> PJ Walker, shout out to you. Keep on winning. Keep on shining. Steve Wilkes, PJ Walker, go Panthers. Um, Atlanta, you suck. I, I bet I, I, I said you guys were going to win this also, game, and I, and I was completely wrong. That's Sorry, all, Phillip, all of us was Philip Jerome Walker, all-time leading passer in Temple history. He was leading the Mama XFL before they shut down. And shout out to him and Elizabeth, New Jersey, represent. Nobody, nobody calls him Philip Jerome. You ain't his mama. You ain't his family. <laughs> you call him PJ like everybody else. <laughs> all I know is we all lost because you know me and Ace had the over. And all they needed to do is just score three more points at least. I and took Carolina, and they covered. And that's all I care about. Oh, Home you didn't take the over and under, right? 
I took the over. Home underdogs all day, every day. Don't bet against them. College pros, I don't care. Home underdogs. Unless it's Iowa. They suck and they can't score no points. <laughs> they punt to try to score points. I don't know how that works, but somehow that works in their math. And they need to stop giving these coaches $95 million contracts. We have. True. Yeah, when you can hire, what's the name? Jeff Saturdays. You good. Peace. Peace out.